If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. Yo, what's up? Welcome to PSLU XOXO episode 92. I'm one of your host, Blessing Adioye Jr. Joining me is Game Onesis, aka Janet Garcia. Yo, what's good? Not much, you know, just out here vibing, just out here chilling, rocking my uh Halloween jacket, as of course we got to because it's October. Jan, I see you're rocking your your Halloween sweater, which I appreciate this one. I've not seen this one before. I'm really digging it. Yeah, it's new. I actually just picked it up from uh, my P.O. box. Uh, Fun.com sent it over to me. So one of a couple. Wait, no, you're thing. lying. Yeah, no, I'm not lying. I'm not lying. You're joking. I'm not lying. I'm not lying. No, I, I can. Um, I don't have the slip like the packing slip or like the tag. But yeah, that's what, yeah, like it has, I have the tag oh, here. You, yep. Fun.com, you motherfuckers. Yeah. You know, they made me they were, feel they were, they're a fan of my work. They know I'm a big fan of Halloween and they sent me over some product. And they sent you over this dope ass sweatshirt too. These motherfuckers <laughs> made me feel special because they hit me up weeks ago. Weeks, weeks oh, ago. Honey. They, they sent me the two Halloween sweatshirts that I've been mm-hmm. rocking and I've been loving. And I've, I've been on top of the world with those things. You're telling me they sent you this nice ass pumpkin sweater that you're rocking currently. Yes. Yep, did, it, did they send you anything else? Yes, they sent me like two other sweaters. <laughs> they sent you two other sweaters. Yes. <laughs> well, how many did you get? I got two. <laughs> okay. They only sent me two so that, in total. They sent me three in total. I, I, you know, I wouldn't read too much into these things. Blessing, you know, I, like you did get you did get Olivia Rodrigo, right? That's when you gonna tell her that we did that. To, yeah, it, it is a deja vu moment. Um, it's no, tough. It's, fuck, it's fucked up. It's because tough this, to this see you go think, through this. This fucks. This this is fucked up because this makes me think they think that they listened to last year's PS Love You episodes, where it was a thing of I got my Halloween uh, jackets because I'm a f- big fan of Halloween, and Greg was mm-hmm. freaking out. He was like, "Wait, Spirit Halloween sent you this shit," and I'm like, "Of course they did. I'm a big fan of Halloween," and he felt betrayed and all these things. Right? The Here's fact the thing. that time the fact that is they a hit me up weeks ago to send me. Did they call you the king of Halloween when they did this? Because that's what <laughs> they called me. Look, man. Um, I. What do you what do you want me to say to this question? What do you want? I want hear? you to tell me no. I want you to say that no. They 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 knew that you were a fan of Halloween, but they didn't. You know, it all Halloween. it all happened so quickly. Blessing. I really couldn't tell you one way or the other. But um, yeah, they did. They did indeed send this. Uh, I do indeed love it. And uh, yeah, that this is these are factual facts that happen. This is the reality you live in. Time's a flat circle. Everything's just repeating itself. But this is what happens when you step into that left side of the screen. You thought it wasn't going to come with the, you know, heavy lies the crown. Um, it is what it is. I feel like you've seen the TikTok of the girl who's surprising her boyfriend and she walks the couch into guy? the room. Yes. Yeah, the couch guy. You see the couch guy TikTok where she walks in and like he's sitting on a couch with like three other girls and all <laughs> all the energy's awkward and she's like, "Oh," and gives him a hug or whatever. I feel I feel like I'm in that situation where I just walked in, except I I can read the tea leaves. I know what's going on here and I don't feel good about it. I feel like I've just gotten cheated on. You're not, gonna, you're not gonna you're not gonna do like the uh, the up and down bop with the the rolly suitcase 
No, I'm gonna burn my sweaters that I got from fun.com. How the fuck? Like what how, how fucking dare <laughs> dare they do this? How you know, the, it you, isn't the site is called fun.com. It doesn't sound like you're having fun blessing. I can't help but notice that. I'm not having, I'm a, having a great time. This what is uh, better than it could have ever been. I need to know what what are the other sweaters? Um, I don't have them on me. The other one is like um it has a skull with like snakes coming out of it. And then the which do, isn't that the one you have too? I have a Cthulhu one. No, nah, ours is, is different. Ours is different than that. And then the other one is like a Day of the Dead style one. So we have like different this. sweaters, at least. I don't like this. Fun.com, there is one way that you can remedy this. I will slant, I, just to be clear, I know, I, I think they listen. Well, they must listen if they're, if they're this aware about like all the Halloween shenanigans that we put on. I will slander your brand name if you don't send me more sweaters. I'm telling you right now, fun.com. You can't all say right? that. That's not, this is very- that's not how you do this. That's not how you get no? this stuff. You think that's not going to work? Nah. You think they're not going to appreciate that? That nah, verified check goes not, straight to your head. To be clear, I will not slander your brand name. I will say that Spirit Halloween has a lot of good things that they got going on. That, that, is, that is what I will say. Spirit Halloween. This is like, uh, you know, you, turn, you turned on them real quick. <laughs> They it didn't take much for you to- They buttered me up in my DMs, in my emails. They made me feel all special. They got me some Halloween sweaters. I thought I was special to them. It turns out I'm not special to them. Turns out Spirit Halloween are the only ones that will be faithful to me. And you know what, Spirit Halloween? More popular brand. And so that's right. I said it. I said it. Janet. The first of many L's you were taking this episode. <laughs> we shall see. Because remember, this is P.S. I Love You, XOXO, your PlayStation podcast. Each and every week, we join you to talk about the biggest topics in PlayStation. If you like that, you can watch it live right here as we record on patreon.com slash games, Or you can watch it Tuesday when it posts for everyone on youtube.com slash games, roosterteeth.com, and on podcast services around the globe remember you can use epic creator code kind of funny on all epic store and epic in-game purchases like rocket league and fortnite to help support the channel housekeeping for you there's a new episode of the blessing show up right now it's 10 minutes of time loop talk where i go through each of the big time loop games that are released this year and determines and i determine which is definitively the best one uh roger if you're able to bring up the trailer and play it for us oh do you want to play it in full volume yeah play it play it in full volume let people know what it's about yeah let's see what's up let's see what's up can you see that uh, yeah, that's perfect. Returnal is the best time loop game of the year. It's not only the most addicting and visually stunning uh, time loop game of 2021, but the yeah, way its narrative setup adapts to its roguelite structure allows for an eerie space horror thriller that is ingenious in its delivery. Returnal's time loop is a tool to drive home Selene's madness, and it's in repeated loops that her madness is uncovered and explored. So that's it. It's a short video. Returnal is the best time loop game of the year. Thank you for watching, and I'll see you on the next episode of Deathloop is the best time loop game of the year. The Forgotten City is the best time loop game of the year. Welcome to The Blessing Show, where I break down what's up. So let's talk about what's up with time loops. There you go. That episode is out right now on YouTube.com slash kind of funny games. Let me tell you, Roger did a banger job on that one. I went hard on that motherfucker. That's crazy. Yeah, Roger went hard. I believe that is some of our best work. So go check that out right now. And speaking of YouTube.com slash kind of funny games, episode two of the Arkham Files premiered yesterday. And it's a short video by Barrett and Roger all about how Batman Arkham City truly makes you feel like the Batman. You can check that out right now on youtube.com slash kind of funny games. Thank you to our Patreon producers, Pranksy, Tyler Ross, Delaney Twinning, Julian the Gluten-Free Gamer, Alex J. Sandoval, Techie Haas, James Hastings, and Casey Andrew. Today we're brought to you by FitBod, HelloFresh, and Purple Mattress, but we'll tell you about that later. For now, let's begin with what is, and forever will be, topic of the show. Tots, 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 tots. Janet, it's a slow news week, which... 
actually makes me excited because <laughs> that means that we get to get creative. We get to do whatever we want for topic topic of the show. And I figure we haven't done this type of thing in a long time. I want to do a reader mail episode where we reach into the reader mailbag, pull out all the dope ass questions that people have written in, and we answer them uh, for our amusement and for your amusement. Does that sound good to yeah. you? Hell yeah. I love uh, answering questions is like my favorite thing to do as far as content because it's really chill. It leads to like really interesting places. Uh, and it's just always cool to see like how what people can come up with. So I'm excited to see what people have for us today. Yeah. And there's so many questions that people write into write in with that we're not able to get to just because we like to stay relevant. We like we like to uh, keep on with the topic of the show or whatever the relevant news uh, is. And so we don't have time. We usually don't get to all the other questions that people write in. And so this is a great opportunity for us to dive in, get into the, all the different weird, uh, goofy PlayStation questions that people might have written in with. Of course, on Twitter this morning, I reached out to the audience. I told people to write in with their mailbag questions so that we can answer them on this show. Uh, we got quite a few to dive into. I'm going to start with a question from Bander SN, who wrote into patreon.com slash kind of funny games, just like you can, and says, Hey, Blessing Janet, happy Sora and Smash Day. My question is about new IPs. Sony, during the PS4 generation, introduced a plethora of new franchises to their already stacked ecosystem Horizon, Ghost of Tsushima, Bloodborne, etc. How many major new IPs do you think will get this generation, and which of Sony's team do you think will be able to uh, will make the standout new IP? Thanks, and have a good rest of the week. Janet, let's start off with that first part, right? Like, how many new IP do you think we're going to get this generation? Four. Oh, wow. Four that's a very, very specific number. Yeah, that's... Well, we have to... We got to go for it, right? Like, they asked a very specific question. We got to give a specific answer. I feel like they're... Could be like I'm trying to think of like in term when I say that number I'm thinking like larger scale IPs too, because um, obviously plenty of things can like come out from like maybe smaller teams or whatever. And then for who do we? So I'm, I'm going to start with that number. That's my first number. That I'm throwing okay. out there. What's your number for how many IPs? For over the course of the next generation. Yes. From PlayStation like Forty-seven. <laughs> yeah. Yes. <laughs> I mean, it's, uh, if I'm gonna if I'm gonna throw out a random estimate number, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say twenty five. I'm gonna say twenty five. And twenty uh, five? That's yeah. a lot. It's a long generation. We're we're talking about seven years. <sighs> Maybe like seven. That's three, that's three new IP. I guess that's three new IP a year. And this is me talking that's about a lot. beyond. That's me talking about beyond just the big games, right? Like I'm I'm thinking beyond the ghosts in the horizons. I'm thinking of what is um uh the concrete uh, genie studio working on, right? What's okay. Big, Big Slope is working on? What are the VR games that are going to come out over the years, right? Like yeah, I, yeah I, I'm, right. Thinking, I, I'm thinking across the gigantic scale of PlayStation. I think series. we. What was your number again? You said twenty four. I said twenty five. I feel like the answer is probably somewhere in between those two. I don't think it'll be higher or lower. Like I'd, I'd be hard pressed to imagine them doing more than twenty five, even with well. When you start bringing in VR stuff, it can get kind of there can be a lot of stuff that just mm -hmm. gets passed through because I don't think there's like a lot really a lot of like long running things there. So what do you have in mind for like what's what's coming out? Paint me a word picture. Uh, I mean, I would have to like really get into my um my my Sherlock mind palace to think about what all the different PlayStation Studios are working on. Because also consider this: when I say PlayStation Studios, I'm also including the partner to games and so things like what is jade raymond working on that's going to be a new ip what is uh deviation studio working on is that going to be a new ip likely right what is firewalk working on is that going to be a new ip likely uh and i also pull from there was an article that went up back in may uh about how sony's working on 25 they're working on 25 games for ps5 currently half of which are new ip it's so already mm. that's 
that's that's a good one. That's twelve point five already, and that is currently in development. Um, yeah. And so, like, and I, and of course, that is. I'm sure when they say that, they are also talking about across the brand of PlayStation Studios. Um, and so, like, it's a mixture of the ones I just mentioned of the partner studios. There's also when we're talking about the big ones, right? That you're talking about, um, Naughty Dog. I'm sure is working on a new IP, and so I think that'll be. And I and I think they have one new IP in them this generation. I uh, think so too. That was gonna be one Wolverine. of the ones. That was gonna be one of the ones I named for. Yeah, well, I feel like for one we haven't heard of those, so I didn't count that one. But yeah, probably I'd say probably somewhere in the middle between those. But I guess it probably would lean more on the high end when you start thinking of like stuff that's in the weeds. I was thinking more of like when I said like oh three or four, I'm thinking of what we're gonna see that gets established and carried through. Like what's gonna be a staple thing that's gonna be supported throughout like. Not just this generation, but also like what we'd see on like PlayStation. 6. Janet, to, inter- to interrupt you, Roger, yes. do you hear Janet be staticky? Yes, Is- I was gonna ask. <laughs> okay, Janet, do you want to leave and come back? Because you sound very yes. staticky and roboticky. Sick. As she's making, as she's making her way back. Oh, that was quick. All right, say things, Janet. Oh, did this do anything? Maybe we can say more. Um, these are more words that I'm saying. Uh, okay, you Haven in the other collaboration studio. <laughs> um, yeah, I think um, hopefully I stop getting all like you know totally uh, overexposed in terms of my my lighting. But yeah, I would say like a lower number for thinking of so that's going to carry through like across generations. But for studios specifically, definitely Naughty Dog. At least that's like the vibe I get. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Jade Raymond Studio for sure. I really want to see too from. Um, I'm like blanking on the name now, but the um, folks who made Astrobot. I'm like, I don't know why I'm like blanking on the name of the studio offhand. I don't know why I'm bl- uh, uh, why am I blanking on it too? That's the, I hate when that like, happens. Like, you know, right? all I picture when I look inside my mind, all I see is that little robot. I hate it's the thing of when somebody else blanks on it, that immediately makes you blank on yes. it too. Asobi Studio? Asobi. 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 Yeah, Asobi. thank Team you. Asobi. And then chat's initially like, yeah, team of so, of course. Yeah, <laughs> it wasn't everyone blaming simultaneously. Um, but yeah, like, I think I think those are pretty set. And I'm really, I feel like Insomniac's probably just going to keep pulling stuff out of their magical hat of development. Do you, so when you say new IP, do, when we say new IP, do you count mm-hmm. Wolverine in that? Um, not for this question to me, only because, like, I mean, it's not out yet. So I, I guess you could, you could, but I feel like it's like, to me, when I read this question, I was thinking of like stuff we have not heard about yet at all. I would still probably okay. count Jade Raymond stuff because we don't know what that is. We just know that You're they're making about un- something. Unannounced IP. Yes. Okay. But even then, that's like a, that's a differential of one. But yeah, I think when it comes to now, I guess a kind of related question then that I have, because like when I first read this and like I, you know, I answered with a really low number because I'm like one thing of stuff that's going to transcend, not just be a flash in the pan in terms of stuff that. How many new IP do you think we're going to see this generation that will be on PlayStation 6? Okay, so okay, that, uh, that's, a, that's a good question, right? IP that gonna, that's going to transcend, transcend the generation. I, I think, think you're probably seeing... right with the, the higher number on like what we're seeing. But like when I was thinking of like what, what's going to carry, I was thinking like three or four things. Yeah, I think I, that's a really good question. And on the top level, I still think we'll see quite a few. Because I think when we go studio by studio with the big studios, Naughty Dog... I'd say is likely working on a new IP right now. And I think we'll see that sometime during the generation. I, and I would hope and think that that is something that would carry through in four generations. Uh, if we count Wolverine with Insomniac, I think 
there will likely be a Wolverine 2 or a Wolverine 3, and I think those are things that we would likely see on a next generation. Uh, unless Insomniac somehow continues to put out multiple games a year, which, you know, as a studio as insane as they are, who knows? But I think they're going to slow down for the time being, and I think with that, the, their next game, uh, uh, their next game being Spider-Man 2, game after that being Wolverine, I wouldn't be surprised if after that maybe it is a Ratchet & Clank or spider-man 3 or a spider-man spinoff and then back to wolverine again maybe by the time we get back to wolverine that will be playstation 6 territory and so i wouldn't be surprised about that um uh gorilla with horizons horizon forbidden west i could see the next gorilla game after horizon being a new ip strictly because i don't see them going back to kill zone and i don't think they only want to make horizon forever i think a lot of these studios like the idea of having that back and forth of hey we have this very strong ip that we made multiple iterations of now let's make something else that is new and fresh to us and something that's going to give our studio uh, more value in the way that naughty dog has uncharted naughty dog has last of us and naughty dog can have a third ip right rockstar is another one that comes to mind with that same sort of thing of rockstar has gta rockstar has red dead rockstar has a bunch of bunch of ip as well that they're, they've not touched in a very long time and i doubt they'll touch again but between th th <laughs> just those two big games right i think there's something nice about having um <clears throat> multiple ip that you can bounce back and forth between between and not let shit get stale or oversaturated in terms of making the same thing over and over and over again and so gorilla i wouldn't be surprised if they put out a new ip this gen uh even sucker punch you know we're just coming off of ghost of tsushima i would think if i had to guess i would guess that the next game is ghost of tsushima related but then after that, I could see them doing a new IP. Um, I don't. I think when Spider-Man exists, it's tough for me to make the argument that they would go back to an Infamous anytime soon. Not that Infamous is dead or anything. I think you could even give that to another studio if they wanted to remake it or do another iteration of. I think there's a lot of things they can do with Infamous, and so I think they uh, <clears throat> they're a contender for putting out a new IP. I think a little bit later in the generation. Uh, and I guess like that that is top level. Oh, San Sony Santa Monica too. Like, what the fuck is Corey Barlog doing? You know, maybe that's something we've already seen. Maybe that's a new IP. I'm up in the air about that. But I think there are options. I don't think the new IP uh, dream is dead from PlayStation Studios on the top level. Oh, uh, definitely so I'm, not. I'm going to give, I think before you said four, right? I'm going to say. Yeah. On the top AAA, you know, uh, PlayStation hits in the way that we think of a PlayStation top level hit being. I'm going to give a strong seven. I, I think they got seven of those. Seven. That's a good yeah, number. That's my favorite number. That seems That's like a lot, number. though. But I do. But I do think what you're describing too. Like if if you're pivoting off of what you have, then it's like, oh, it's not. It's it's just like changing over the workload rather than like stacking it. Though I think we are, you know, seeing definitely with like Insomniac, they're just like, we're just going to keep stacking this little like developmental Jenga until we reach god basically is kind of what we're seeing there um so yeah i think when you leave if you're leaving stuff like if horizon's gonna end so that you know off the shore can can grow or whatever else they they make whatever else they come up with for for a name for a new ip then yeah i guess i could see it getting that high but it's just difficult to imagine like how many stuff has really transcended it and crossed through or even something like you know god of war it's new, but it's not new, right? Because it's, mm. it's essentially just a reboot. So I wonder too, get it with with stuff like that as a possibility as well. Like how that's why I'm a little bit on the lower end. But we'll find out in like however many years when we go back to this episode specifically, and we're like, oh, it was none of these things. None of this stuff was right. Yeah.
Uh, next question I'm going to pull from Ryan Paola Higgins. Uh, Ryan writes in and says, hey, everyone, we're quickly approaching the first birthday of the PS5. Even though it launched during a pandemic, the PS5 has outsold the PS4 during the same period. Looking back, though, what do you think the PS5 has done right, done wrong, has improved since launch, and what still requires attention? Thank you and take care, everyone. Janet, where are you at with the PS5 right now? I love the PS5. I'm having so much fun. Oh, yeah. um, and, and I think uh, part of with this question I struggled with because I didn't get a PS4 when it initially launched. Um, I got it after the fact. Like this was sort of in that was like in my era of coming back to being on it with every release. And I've been on it with every release of every console since then. But I like didn't get my PS4 until like significantly after launch uh, in which I bought so many things that I didn't end up playing because i got really excited with like oh it's a launch console i got an extra controller like put it maxed out my credit card like i went wild at best buy the day i got my ps4 uh it's a very vivid memory for me but i think for me so i've enjoyed so many things about the ps5's launch and i think i have made it successful um one i i just feel like the entering the era with such a striking and in some ways off-putting look i think was was an interesting choice i think there's like there is something appealing yet nauseating about the design of the machine um i really like the small ui improvements that we've seen i like the dual sense integration that's still one of my favorite features of the console and i think they did a good job marketing and framing that and then also s- delivering that to a degree like obviously whenever you have stuff like h a form of hd rumble or haptics and stuff that's never going to be as utilized as it is in something like astro's playroom like that's always going to be sort of the pinnacle of like look at what you could do but like what are what are we actually doing in practice but i think those integrations have been really enjoyable um and yeah for me that's that's been part of of the appeal and then i think also like the ps5 is successful because the ps4 was awesome like i think part of this being outselling the ps4 is more of a you know what PlayStation's doing and what they've accomplished already than like what the PS4 failed to do is sort of how I read the situation, like just the general mm-hmm. progression of the company. Um, what about you? How has the how have these launches uh, been different for you? I mean, yeah, I think this this the PS5 launch has been phenomenal, right? I think the the big thing obviously is that people can't get it, and that is the big downer of the whole thing is that console supply has been sold out for uh, a while now, and I think the, the hope that that is going to be remedied anytime soon isn't there, and so I think that's a bummer, and that is that in a way that has become the story of the ps5 and next gen in general um and so that's bummer but i think outside of that the fact that the launch slate has included the, the fact that the launch uh launch day slate was as strong as it was you know between games like miles morales and games like demon souls and then you know the pathless and bug snacks and all these other things i think that was such a strong launch lineup and since then over the year we've gotten banger games that when i take this year and i compare it to other launch years it's been phenomenal, right? We've gotten Re- Returnal. We've gotten Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart. We've gotten Deathloop, right? We've gotten, we, uh, we're getting things like Battlefield and, and other third-party games still. It is a very strong launch here, and I've gotten a lot of mileage out of my PS5. And I've reached a point with it, too, where I'm having so much of a good time with my PS5 that now, in terms of the benefits that the console has added, when I go back to my PS4, because I busted out my PS4 the other day uh, to play PT on stream, I was just going through it and looking at the games, and, like, you know, it is, it, I can now tell a meaningful difference between my ps5 experience and my ps4 experience and i do feel like it is 
a step up enough to where I'm like, damn, I'm so glad that I have the PS5. Especially when you talk about things as simple as load times where I don't have to worry about um, like dying in a game, for example, and like being in a being stuck in a hard part and having to wait to load, right? Load back in. The fact that in a game like Hana Bridge of Spirits, you know, I, I I could die and it's like, cool, I'll wait a few seconds. Cool, and I'm you will back die. In. Let's go. And you will die. Uh, it's not as much play. of a hassle of waiting for, let's say, 30 seconds for a game to load in and then having to get uh, uh, getting to get back in and then dying again immediately because you're playing a difficult game or whatever. That is, is such a, a nice thing. Performance is such a nice thing. Getting games in, in performance mode, 60 FPS, all that stuff, I think is a thing that I didn't care about as much before having the PS5. But now that I have the PS5 and I've had that experience more and more, I'm like, dude, this is... I don't want to go back. Like, this is how I want to play games from now on. And so with stuff like that, I think the PS5 has been phenomenal. Um, and, you know, it is... Even though this year has been, in my opinion, fantastic for PS5 games, I look at next year and I'm like, oh, shit. Somehow next year is even more fantastic when we look at things like Horizon and Elden Ring. We'll talk a bit about what February looks like um, uh, in a few PlayStation updates. But even things like God of War, which is slated for 2022, we'll see if it actually comes out. It is an exciting time, uh, I think, to, to, to be a PlayStation uh, or to own a PlayStation and to be in the PlayStation ecosystem. And, you know, even if you're on PS4, there's still enough cross-gen stuff to where it doesn't feel like a ah shit like i'm missing out don't get me wrong you're still missing out because you're not getting the death <laughs> loops in the in the ratchets and the returnals but it is that slow uh, this generation is a slow enough burn to where i think everybody's uh having a good time regardless with what they're with what they're getting and so yeah, yeah. i do think we we speak from that place of like it's easy you know it's easy to be like oh yeah like you don't really like need it need it it's like oh yeah but at the same time i go back to my the ps4 and i feel the same it, way yeah. it the ps4 i'm like this thing's dusted and busted i hate little uh, leave it you can leave it. it's in like a little um like cubby and i have i have that one p you know behind me is that classic ikea calyx shelf that everyone has like literally everyone has a shelf because it's just good it's a bunch of squares like that's where like all of our older playstation consoles are um and yeah like having to boot that thing up if to do maybe like uploading a save or something that i forgot about it's just it just feels like not enjoyable to even like the controller difference. I think the controller is such an upgrade. Um, I'm someone that always wanted like a little bit more weight in real estate to the PlayStation controller. So like this is like a great in between while still keeping like the DNA of like what the controller normally is. Like I I've loved my time on on the PS5. And I think them having too something like the um, collection available is also just such a great like buy in for people who missed the PS4 generation and can and can uh, hit up all those games. So, yeah, it's just been a, a great opening year. Yeah. How do you feel about it in terms of what is the PS5 done wrong this launch launch year? Besides not being around, not being around. Um wrong's kind of strong. I feel like maybe some some elements of like how they have their party system and like I mean I know they have updated like the ways that you get into parties and stuff like that or like have your chats and things. Uh but probably not having that a little bit sharper out the gate is a little bit of a misstep things that have been wrong i mean i really i've it's been a it's been a pretty good time even stuff like ps plus has been pretty solid in its offerings what have i not liked about the p i guess i just want more like i always want more right there's like mm -hmm. more more exclusives more reasons to to have have it i think the closest to the ps5 doing something wrong so far this generation i think the uh, weird the upgrade system on like how you upgrade to the ps5 version stuff has been oh, yeah. generally pretty crummy i think that's probably the my biggest complaint um it's just been sloppy and it feels petty like it just it, it just hasn't really i don't know anyone who's like you know 
I'm happy that I'm paying like extra money for this. Yeah, like the lack of smart yeah. delivery you, essentially is as chat's mentioning. And also the fact that it doesn't have the little switcher thing. Like how you it's they have the game switcher, but resume. it's just a lie. Yeah. yeah they, I want I, quick resume. I, I think that that feeds into a lot of my answer as well, where it, things that would smoothen out the user experience, I, I think are my main gripes of yeah, like the switcher is there. Man, it sucks that there's not quick resume. And it it is one of those things where I I, I, I wouldn't complain about it if I didn't experience it. I think that is the biggest thing where I've used my Xbox enough and experienced Quick Resume and I'm like, oh, this is awesome. This is great. The fact that I, I games that I forgot that I was playing five months ago, I'll boot up on my Xbox and go, oh, shit, it is. I don't have to load into Forza. It is already where I dropped off. You know, even though I played three other games since then on my Xbox, now I come back and I'm like, cool, I can just I can pick up where I left off in this race. It is such a nice uh, thing whenever I use it and I don't have to worry, not having to worry about losing progress or starting from a from a checkpoint or worry about going to watch uh, uh hulu or whatever the thing is turning off your ps5 and maybe it not uh your your data not being there you know like something like that i think would remedy a lot of how people even felt about returnal because i know a big complaint with returnal was the game doesn't save where you're at when you're mid run um uh you have to finish your you have to finish your run in that moment or else you're going to lose stuff and you can put your thing on rest yeah. mode but if you're like me and you, you know your ps5 updates or your ps5 for some reason turns off or for some or for whatever reason your uh rest mode uh, uh state gets lost you know that is the thing that you have to deal with and something like quick resume would remedy so much of those issues and i think put that game in such a better place for a wider amount of people to to enjoy it and on a, on a casual level instead of having to be committed to those long ass runs they can get into in, in returnal uh and so yeah i wish i i do wish there was a quick resume adjacent feature uh and yeah like backwards compatibility the stuff the stuff that you know when we say what is the ps5 done done wrong it's a lot of i think it's a it's a it's a lot of smaller stuff that comes to mind but it's it, it, a breadth of smaller things if that makes sense so it is things like yeah i wish there was backwards compatibility i wish ps now was um improved you know upon this new generation but they didn't really do anything to it uh you know i wish um uh god i had i had other things in mind but i guess small things like even game help yeah the game help often i feel like could be done better whenever i'm looking up solutions for how to do things uh in that you know i never feel like or I only sometimes feel like it's done very well. And that, of course, differs from game to game. And it seems like it is very much on the developer to make sure that the game help is up to standard. But I think maybe more encouragement or whatever from PlayStation would go a long way in terms of making that stuff feel more thoughtful um, and actually helpful. So, like, stuff like that, you know, I, I, I do wish was better. Um, but, yeah, like, I, it's not, I, I can't really think of major major things i'll point out of like oh this sucks aside from it not being available um and like i think the things that do come to mind are less about the ps5 and more so about i think playstation and marketing like i wish i wish there was a, like more e3 like moments right i wish we did get bigger and better state of plays things like that but that's not necessarily a ps5 problem more so than a a, a wish i had from from playstation the last thing on that note i think the cards just generally could be better like in some of the ways that they're organized like i don't I have some beef with the card system. And then <laughs> this, I, this, I personally don't mind. I'm curious if anyone listening or maybe even yourself like has this issue, but there's like the, essentially the start button, like on the right. And then the share button on the left, which has always been there. Now it's called the create button, whatever, but it no longer says share or create underneath it. It just has, it's just the button. Cause it wants mm. to be like cleaner looking, which I think is fine. But my brother will play my PlayStation five. And sometimes I'll say, Oh, you should capture this or you should whatever. Right. Like, and he'll, he'll never know what button it is. And I, 
and I hate him for it. And I almost oh, just wish funny. they just had it on there. And he's like, well, on the last one, they ha-, and he, like, he plays a bunch of games. It's not like he's not a gamer. Like he's plays games all the time, listens to the show. And I'm like, it's just it's it's always there. It's the same spot. It's the same button. He's like, yeah, but it doesn't say it anymore. I just like wish they I don't know if anyone else has that issue. Oh, also um, the buttons, the eject button. Because I have the one with the disc version. I never remember uh-huh. if it's like the top or the bottom. I know one is yep. slightly bigger or whatever, but I always mess it up. Same. How, how often do you guys use physical media? Because I, I find that I how rarely put a disc in that thing. How dare you ask me that question? Why would you ask me that? You know what? The truth is, I cannot tell. The last thing I put in my PS5 that was physical media was probably a DVD of BTS's live concert because Maggie wanted to watch it. Okay, I admit it. I admit <laughs> I'm a physical media stan who doesn't have any physical media. I've been exposed here on this show because the thing is, like, because of our job. We're in 2021. We, no, it's not it's not that it's not that if i could if i was if i was a normal a normal gamer i would have physical media i love physical media but i do this job where we get codes which is great because it helps me do my job mm. but a code uh, unless i'm buying the game that i i would have to buy a game twice essentially or have a game twice for a lot of these cases to have physical media because if i got a code for like you know spider-man i'd have to just go out and by spider-man after already having had and beaten the game which i could do and like maybe that'd be fun like for the culture or if they do like a cool collector's edition or something maybe i'd do that but yeah because i get codes i haven't like i don't own any ps5 physical games and it makes me really upset that i don't own any physical games because i i love having like a physical collection um and i know i could solve that just by buying but again i would just be buying stuff to be like i have the physical game so i don't know i don't know when i'm gonna mm. i don't know i'm a little embarrassed about it i'm a little bit embarrassed about it because i do love physical media but to go I know, back i don't know it, is this a beat you have a bts dvd not even a blu-ray it's well, just probably a, a blu-ray oh, so oh, gonna, okay oh yeah okay i was gonna ask i, I don't this. know i can I, I was scared to ask. I was like, does the PS5 play DVDs? Does, yeah. does, does it still do that? Because <laughs> I would never have even tried that. I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure it does. Right. Like, I don't I don't check what my what it what it is like. I've I've put in I think I have put in DVDs in there. I think it plays DVDs. Yeah. Right. Right. I've not played a pretty DVD sure. in so long that if you, if you told me the PS5 doesn't play DVDs, I would have been like, oh, yeah, OK. Yeah, like, sure. <laughs> who's, who's watching DVDs anymore? It's but, probably like, a Blu-ray. It's probably oh, a yeah. but I, I don't know. I don't, sure. I don't have the. Like, I don't have the. I don't have the. Uh, the packaging on me or whatever. Um, yeah, I'm not. I'm not holding this like you know BTS concert DVD at the ready or whatever. But yeah. Um, another another so thing. Does, I've done it on accident. You, how have you accidentally played a DVD? I would love to know. What does they that thought, even mean? They, they thought they were putting in Spider Man Miles Miles Morales, or they thought they were putting in like Spider Man 2018. They put in Spider Man the movie from like 2000 this is like when um there's a oh i forgot what psp um case it is for me but one of my ps i like lost one of my psp games or something like that like i don't know where it is um if this is like a you know i lost it probably seven years ago <laughs> but instead of the game in lieu of the game it's just a copy of hitch um and <laughs> so there's one That's game great. where it's like you might be in the mood to play this but it's actually a umd copy of hitch so there is that but yeah That's love fantastic. physical media don't have any i don't i'll let you guys know what my first physical ps5 game ends up being i'm just saying the digital i i used to be like you i used to rock with physical media physical media was my preferred uh, i never want to be like you i part, never part, part of that was i used to get sales all the time from best buy because best buy had their gamers club ultimate and i used to i used to rock with that 
all the time because I would get my, I think it was 20% off of new games. Maybe it was 15, maybe it was 10, but either way. Oh yeah, that deal was so good. I remember that. It was such a great deal. And I used to get physical media a lot because of that. But then also I just like the idea of owning my physical uh, copies of games. But I want, now that I'm with the PS5, even when I buy games, because I do buy, I I do still buy games every now and then, especially if we don't get codes, which happens all the time. uh, I'll go, I'll just go ahead and get the digital version just because I think I've resigned to the fact that, it sucks to stand up, press the button on your PS5, have that have that disc eject out, and then replace it physically. When it's, I could just tab over two spots and especially press especially if you have so to many download. Times it. I'm like, does it, which way does it? Because the PlayStation's vertical, so I'm like, which way does the disc go in? Oh, and yeah. I never remember. It's a mess. Sorry, sorry, what was that, Roger? You said no, especially if you have to install it too. Like, there's no like, there's no positive yeah. to like. I mean, there is positive, of course, having it. Like, I got my first physical video game in like the last like five years. I got a Nintendo game. I got a the Super Mario World 3D, and I was like, holy crap, this feels nice. But then I think about, it, I'm like, ah, for other than the Nintendo thing, like, I don't really ever want to do this. Ever yeah, again. I just have a copy too. Yeah, I just have a copy of uh, Uncharted uh, Lost Legacy in my PlayStation Five, and I just. Accidentally, I press the wrong button and it just comes out, and I put it right back in. Put it right. Need back for in. Speed um, Underground Rivals is the game that I'm missing, and it is instead a copy of Hitch. A UMD of Hitch. Yes, I love. Yeah, I have that. a UMD of Hitch. Does, ev- does everyone not have? You're not a real rivals. gamer if you don't got you. If you don't have Hitch on UMD, you're not a real gamer. I regret to inform you. That is so specific. And I, I, I watched that movie that. so many times because, Who like, back right? in the. Well, one, it's good. It's a good movie. Like, it's a great legitimately, movie. that thing it ages great. Still fun. Cue up Hitch, and I'm still down to watch it. Will Smith great yeah. in that movie. I mean, the whole cast yeah, is great in that movie. It's fun. It's got some good music. Like, it's it's great. It's a good time. Um, but yeah, I would I would watch that all the time because like you know before the internet was like had the traction it does now. Like there wasn't really anything else to do besides game and watch like stuff that you got via physical media. So I had that. I had like five episodes of Family Guy on another UMD, and then I Same. had. Um, yeah, yeah, we had yes, the same, the volume, had the same one, UMD. volume one, yes, yes, yes. Volume I had the, one. I, yes, exactly. I would watch that yes. before bed every night, every night as a kid. <laughs> it was the fu- I, I remember thinking I was thinking I was the coolest person in the world because everyone else had Game Boy Advance games, like uh, movies on their Game Boy Advance look like yeah, crap. Shrek on like, the GBA or something. Yeah, exactly. And I'm like, hey, I got Family Guy. <laughs> yep. I um, remember watching a lot of Spider Man 3 on UMD. I think that was mm, my UMD experience. Was watching Batman Begins was my other UMD. Now, the question is. Oh, on the, did you ever have the PSP accessory? Because I had like separate Logitech speakers where you could like mount the PSP onto like a. It was like a small. It was like a, it was so oh cool. It was like God. a miniature. And by cool, I mean it was like super underpowered. Probably sounded like shit, but like it was like a little mini like home theater, but like super small, like a, like a home theater for ants, basically is what it was. Because you put the PSP up there that. and plug it in and have the Logitech speakers. Because the PSP speakers are terrible. They're so quiet. It's like it's like a it's like a a, a someone's whispering at you through a fan. But with the Logitech speakers, you could kind of you could kind of pull that off, and I'd watch Batman Begins like a bunch on that. But yeah, that wasn't the, anyone's question. But just yeah, I love, how we, I love that we just we got here somehow. To go back to the question though, more for done wrong as well. One of the things that I don't love about the transition to PS4 to PS5, and this is a, something that's not new. I think this always happens, uh, especially on PlayStation now. But uh, I don't like that. I feel like we always start from scratch with a, with a new. Uh, OS for PlayStation. There's not folders. I, I all the things that like there's not themes. All the things that we become accustomed to, and all the all the options that we're given over the course of a PlayStation lifecycle for the console. I always feel like the stuff gets wiped clean when we go to the new system, and I'm always like, man, that sucks, right? Like I'm I'm gonna have to wait. I thought another... you like roguelikes though. How fucking dare you? First of all, the, and it, listen, a lot of roguelikes have progression. They have. You they have when you asked me when the last time I put a disc in my PS5 is. 
That's when it's all 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 cards are off the table, all hands are on deck, whatever. Give me another metaphor. We'll throw a third one out there to go uh, with the third you, sweater that I got over your two sweaters. Listen, I like roguelites. I don't like my I don't like my PlayStation console OS experience to be a roguelite. Let me let me do folders. Let me do let me keep those elements. I that like that we start fresh. It's like it's like we're turning over a new leaf, you know? Like, and I'll still, you know, that being said, I'll still complain about things that we're missing or whatever, because I don't know, that's just the nature of, of consumption. But I because I, I felt like the opposite experience with like having the Series X because I got them both. Well, I got the PS5 before launch, but like I got them both essentially at launch, right? Like, and booting up the Series X, I felt so empty inside. I had no serotonin from that thing. And it was because, and like this, great, it looks just like what I already had. And especially for someone like me where I'm not really playing. I mean, obviously I play like the big AAA stuff, which can be a varying degrees of like visually impressive or performance impressive, but I'm like, can finally try to finish Slime Rancher again on the Series X. Like, my launch night was, like, real, real weak. Like, real weak for the series. Because it looked, everything just felt the same. Like, I felt like there was nothing fresh to mm-hmm. do. So I like that the PS5, like, and you like boot new, up the, the PS5, PS5 UI, like, it's totally different. Smell. Yes, it, exactly. Yes. It's, like, it's new. I don't even, sometimes it can even be a little worse. But I'm, like, it's different. It's new. It's fresh. We're leaving all the old stuff behind. And we're, like, crafting a new, a whole new experience. Yeah. Yeah, I feel you. And I and I and I definitely have the same thing too, but I think it is a it's the double-edged sword of okay, cool, yeah, I'm getting something that feels new. It feels different. It feel it, it feels like I'm stepping into a new world. Oh man, where are my folders? Oh man, where's 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 themes? I I, I accumulated so many themes over the course of the PS4 and I can't use them here. Like, like those are the things that bum me out that I do like about the series the series X jump where I was like, "Cool, I don't have to worry about um uh like figuring out a whole new thing i everything is already as i've as i've said it my pins are still here the like the way i've organized my homepage is still here i have fun doing the new i have fun doing the new stuff i like the new stuff i feel you i feel you what about things that um have improved since launch that's part of ryan's question as well um i mean i guess the the ui stuff is the obvious answer like the little like quality of life improvements improvements like trophy layouts and things like that like that's probably the biggest improvements. I guess I feel like I hear less people complain about it randomly dying. Like, because when it launched, that was definitely like an, an issue of like, oh my God, is this thing bricked? Like, no, you got to just reset it in a certain way or whatever. Oh, and yeah. like, especially when you're using external hard drives yeah. and stuff like that. I remember that conversation. That did fade away pretty quickly, which thank God. Oh, and also stuff they did wrong at launch, not having enough memory, man. Like, I need, like, and also even with memory now being finally rolled out, it's like very specific and kind of like, once I saw that video of, you know, that dude unscrewing that thing, I was like, mm, nope, nope. Mm-hmm. This is why this is why I don't I have a pre-built PC. I'm not opening anything. I'm not touching anything that I don't need to already. Like, I don't want to do any of these extra steps. So I think that's probably something that has both improved and also was a struggle, like initially. Yeah. For the last part of Ryan's question, right, and what still requires attention, that'll probably be my thing of, you know, I want to see more options for uh, uh, SSD expansion for memory, uh, you know, because like the stuff that they've they've implemented so far i think is pretty daunting and i think that's just the reality of it is that it's going to be daunting no matter what and i i hope to see like more i guess options for third-party ssds and like stuff that they support and like them talking a bit more openly about it in ways that make people feel more comfortable to actually do that stuff because the I, i i wish there was a world where we got both where like i know xbox has the the card that you just plug in and that that exists as expandable storage in place the nice thing about the ps5 is that you can just use other storage and you know that is hopefully going to get cheaper over time and that is a benefit to that but i wish that somehow it was both where if i didn't want to worry about all that shit i could just buy a playstation card and plug it in but 
hey, like you know, we'll 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 see how that how that uh, continues to evolve and hopefully get better. I got a question here from Thunderstruck who wrote in to patreon.com slash kind of funny games. Just like you can. It says, what's up, Bless and Janet? 2022 is looking like an even more exciting time to be a PlayStation gamer. Recently, I've been thinking about the glow up that God of War 2018 had, and it made me start wondering about what older PlayStation IP would you both like to see return in a new way? A live service infamous, a third person resistance game, a Forza Horizon style Gran Turismo. What's on your wish list? Thanks for my con- thanks for considering my question, and great job as always. Uh, and this kind of I feel like this piggybacks well off of our uh, previous episode, PS Love You, which was all about remakes. I do like the idea of what PlayStation IP would you like to see come back, but in a new way, not necessarily remade, but come back in a new, fresh, with a new, new and fresh take? I mean, my first, my first thought, because I'm just choosing balance today, is like Shadow of the Colossus, but it's not boring and dusty. <laughs> but no, my actual answer yeah, would be, um, today, yeah, it's, it's a little bit spicy. Um, I feel my actual answer is kind of like meaner to some people, but I, I still just feel like Ratchet, even though Ratchet and Clank, you could argue, already kind of did this with the whole like, they remade the first game slightly different in some ways. Well, based on the movie, I don't know. It was weird, right? Like they had that kind of sort of situation almost, but not really. Mm. Um, I want to see them do a revamp, uh, a mechanical revamp to Ratchet and Clank. Cause I just, I personally feel like that formula is very tired. Um, and it makes it, you know, it's funny because people say, ask me like, oh, you, you didn't enjoy uh, Rift Apart. Cause like you haven't finished it yet. And I'm like, no, it's not, that's not why, but it kind of is because it just didn't like I, I played four hours of that game and I put it in like an hour after the fact. And I think there are a lot of things that does well as I've talked about, like I think two or three episodes ago, I was talking about how great movement in that game feels and how good it looks. And I like the little like roller skating type thing you can do, but it just didn't demand my attention in the way that I've been wanting the franchise to do. And I think God of War is such a phenomenal example of something that and I did enjoy the original God of War games, but they were limited in a lot of ways and i don't think they if they just continued with that formula would have been as well received in the modern era so when they made that pivot it was great because it felt like it retained everything that was fun about that game while also evolving it and and creating something putting making it beyond what it's ever been um and i would love something like that for ratchet and clank i don't know, know exactly what that would look like um maybe something with just how maybe the areas are laid out because it, on one hand i think some of the areas of rift apart it was cool when they were kind of more open but then sometimes they were like almost just it's like is it open or is it just like really far are the two things just kind of far away from each other like i don't know i think maybe stuff like that could have been potentially tweaked maybe that could be something that would be refreshing enough to be considered a revamp but what about you this is an interesting one because I'm trying to think about it outside of the uh, a lot of the obvious answers of things that I would like to come back. Right, I'm trying to think of things that I would like like back in a very fresh way. You know, because we talked, we had the whole remake conversation last week, and I think one of the things that um, I, I brought up Dark Cloud, and I think I made my case for Dark Cloud, and I think that would fit this conversation. But I don't want to give the pitch all over again. And then things like Metal Gear Solid, I would like to see come back in some way. Um, but I think a lot of that stuff I would like to have be true to form in a lot of ways. I think. The Twisted Metal game that is rumored to be in development is an interesting one because I wouldn't have necessarily chosen Twisted Metal to be a franchise that comes back. But I do think if you are going to bring it back, it should be done in a way that feels very new and fresh and different uh, in something that feels way more modern. And uh, we were having this conversation a few episodes ago on PSLV. I believe it was one of the episodes that Andy was on. I forget if this was the Kena episode or maybe it was the one. I think it was the one he was on for um, the Solar Ash preview where... Mm-hmm. 
we were talking about things they could do with it. And I actually did like the idea of a twisted metal game that instead of it being just pure car combat and being what it what it has been, it being more along the lines of something that is almost hero shooter ish, where it is like an Overwatch, it is like a um like in uh, Apex, right? Or it is something that is, hey, it's class-based. You are choosing this um, uh, uh, car that is a healer car. You're choosing this car that is a sniper car. You're choosing this car that is a tank. And you are working together with teammates to either push a payload car or like you're you're fulfilling objectives in a way that feels way more along the lines of a more, uh, more of a refined multiplayer game that you would play today as opposed to something that it was more chaos driven and hardcore and edgy i think that stuff just hits way less now um but there are there are elements of twisted metal that i think you can take in order to make something fascinating so i would i would say i would put that up there um trying to think of what else siphon filter i would like to see come back in an mgs5 form i'm so sad that we haven't gotten a follow-up to mgs5 aside from metal gear survive uh that's taken advantage of that engine in that open world and, and what that game kind of set the tone for i think death loop is probably the closest thing we've gotten in terms of something that feels like it is a hey we are letting you play in the stealth sandbox and choose how you play and do all these things i think right now there is a gap that can be filled by playstation if they wanted to double down and go hey let's just have siphon filter do that since konami isn't doing that even though that now they're rumored to be doing that uh i think that could be a cool cool space to fill with siphon filter and i would i would love it to do it in that way um PlayStation All-Stars, I'd like to see come back, but more good. <laughs> just, just yeah, like just do what Nick all do what Nickelodeon All-Star Brawl did and just just make it smash. Don't get cute. Is that with enough it. of like an upgrade though? Because didn't you also say like that game's just okay? Yeah, but I think a lot of that has to do with budget. It's not necessarily the the vision wasn't there. And I think PlayStation has the budget. I, I think the problem with PlayStation All-Stars is that the vision wasn't there. I think it's the, it's the reverse thing of I'd rather play Nickelodeon All-Star Brawl right now than PlayStation All-Stars because there's enough there that I think is in the right direction. What a crummy would you rather? <laughs> hey, I mean, Nick, I, I still say I think Nickelodeon All-Stars is a is a fun game. Um, and like, you know, the, the, the shortcomings of that game are more about polish and budget and all those things. If you take what could theoretically be the polish and budget of a PlayStation Battle Royale and mix it with the vision and the, hey, this is Smash at its purest. This is mechanic based. This is, you know, you are you are knocking people off based on hiring up their percentage instead of the cute stuff that PlayStation Battle Royale try to do. I think you could have, I, I think you can make a hit. I think it would be something that people would be down for and actually really enjoy. And so I'd say, yeah, bring bring that back uh, too. But yeah, do you have any other, do you have any others to come to mind? It's hard to think of more think after our re- after our remake so. conversation last last week. Because I think it's funny because I don't even know if I would have thought of if I would have thought of God of War. You know what I mean? Because I think what mm. what was unique in that situation is the the games were already like great. Like I had I really enjoyed playing like the original games. I didn't really see that as like I you know it. I, I didn't necessarily think it would translate to the modern era either, but like I, those are games I still recommended. You know, I'm like, yeah, they're so fun to play. And I've seen people like go back and play those before 20 God of War 2018 came out. So I'm like, I don't know if I have the foresight to pick anything else that fits into that category so mm. well. Um, that's like just the ultimate one to do. I will say, Thunderstruck did did steal one of my ideas, which would have been a Forza Horizon style Gran Turismo. That is something that's missing for me. I would love a PlayStation first party racing game that is more on the, on the lines of arcadey and dumb yeah. and crazy as opposed to what gran turismo is which is way more refined and and uh simmy simmy yeah i can't yeah, I'm like i can't i can't drive 
Yeah, I think a, a Gran Turismo, like, I, I don't know. I don't, I'm don't. i not good at titling things, right? Gran Turismo Wildstorm or some shit. Like, give me a Gran Turismo that is about the fun and is about the energy. And, and, you know, make it open world. Don't make it open world. Make it like Burnout. Make it like make it like anything that is over the top and fun. I think, that, I think there would be an audience for that. I think people would be down for that kind of game, especially if you do go the Forza Horizon route of, hey, we're still going to be all about the cars. We're still going to be all about the vehicles. We're still going to be all about um uh catering to the car lovers here but in a way that is way more um like colorful or over the top and way more fun that anybody can come into on any level and still have fun with i think that's the thing that horizon does so well and i would love to see that for gran turismo or even for if you don't want to make a gran turismo you can still make it a different franchise i would love to see something like motorstorm come back in a new form in that way uh i think there's i think there's a lot in, i mean when i think of playstation car franchises like there's a lot that you can that you can bring back and bring back in that form if you don't want to get in the way of what gran turismo is so i'd really like to see something like that I do like also Thunderstruck mentioning a live service Infamous, which I think is hilarious. Oh, I would love to see what that looks like. Actually, honestly, an Infamous that is, oh God, now, now that I'm, now that the gears are turning, I would love an Infamous that is almost like a Destiny-like, where it is, you in, instead of a class, you're choosing, like instead of a Destiny-like class, you're choosing an Infamous superhero class, and you get to choose between like lightning powers, or like the concrete powers, or video powers, all the different classes of powers that they have in Infamous, and customize a hero like that. And go out and do missions with friends. I think there could be something there too. Um, in that it's way, it's like gonna be the Last of Us multiplayer. Maybe. I mean, possibly. And I mean, without the lightning, can, obviously. I think both those can powers, exist but... too, right? I'll, I'll, I would love that. After Ghost Stream of Legends, I'm down to see more PlayStation franchises try that because Legends did a great job uh, with that exact thing. Uh, and I think there, I think there's a lot there in terms of if you're gonna bring back the Infamous universe, how are you gonna do it in a way that doesn't compete with Spider Man? Um, and also, like, you know, what are what are ways that you can switch up franchises? What are ways that you can breathe, breathe new life into things? I think there's something there. I think that could be really cool. I want to pull in a question from Star Ox 64 which is a great username. Name. Writes in and says, PS I Love You starts a squid game in America with a prize of $38 million. You are a participant along with recognized PlayStation characters, actors, and executives. Anyone with a connection to PlayStation is there, like shirtless Spider-Man. This is based in America, so you'll play American playground games. All other details are the same as the show. What is your strategy to win the game? And so to, to catch people up, right? Squid Game is a show, it's the most popular show on Netflix right now. Uh, and the whole premise is uh, there's a bunch of people that are in this game that is very Hunger Games-esque where they are, com they are competing in a lot of like kids games. So it's red light, green light. It is like the kids, that, or the tug of war, the games that you know as a kid. But the twist is if you lose, you get shot to death. Which... Puts it, this, uh, that, this question only puts one it person in win? I actually haven't watched the show. So like, does, is there only one winner? Everyone else is just dead? <laughs> uh it's never stated that there's only one one winner so i think multiple people can win but like people do die throughout the course of the thing uh and so it's basically about getting to the end uh which puts this question puts it in an interesting place because you're participating along playstation characters which i think is a really funny thing like i'm not and executives which i like the things everyone's yeah. there when they when you read this i pictured i very much pictured um freaking oh, what's the name that, that video game movie that was based on the book and spielberg directed it uh ready player one i picture that scene mm. in ready player one where everyone's like running and there's yeah, like, like, you're running and, like to your right is kratos and uh and aloy to your left is jim ryan and it's like who's gonna win yeah um i don't know i don't i don't watch you hate and die <laughs> like <laughs> that's like the first thought i have i feel like see there okay so it's people okay okay because i'm like there's people who are, have a connection to playstation would we be well would 
in this question, am I there and there's just a bunch of executives and characters? Or is it like anyone that has a connection to play? Like, are you there because of this podcast? Like, it says anybody who has a connection. And they say Shirtless Spider Man is there too. So I'm saying we're all there. Yeah. Like, anybody who has a connection to PlayStation. Okay. I think we team up for at least a while until we have to betray each other. I think we put off the betrayal until the last minute you know what i mean so i feel like that's my first idea no um, Roger, you're, you're gonna chime in with something what was, what were you i was say, just Roger? gonna say this is literally playstation battle royale all-stars battle royale oh my god you're that's right. literally <laughs> what this <laughs> is <laughs> oh my god <laughs> jokes aside the, the, um, a little, little tangent there's somebody on twitter um who asked uh i believe it was, it was sancho west on twitter who asked if you were to give squid game to a developer to to make a squid game video game who would you give it to and my answer immediately was yo let me see haze light do it you know haze light who did both um it takes two and a way out i all love to because their whole thing is they're oh, really yeah, good that's smart that's a good they're, answer they're really good at just like creating scenarios and adapting new mechanics to them and i think they would rock a squid game type game and they also know how to do multiplayer and i think they could figure out how to do competitive and all that stuff i think that would be a really fun game to play and you could and i would love a playstation acquire uh, or like partners with haze light to make a playstation battle royale but it's not the battle royale you know it's a squid game version of it i'll be all about it um but sorry go on what am i doing for here okay so do i get to do we get to pick what games we play or are the games already chosen so the games are already american, chosen so it's okay. like it's, a, it's american, american playground games playground i'm games. bad at those i think like were kickball? there any that you were good at oh kickball was uh, a one. yeah no i'm i'm dead dead i'm dead <laughs> i am not good at kickball um god i don't think i was i, I don't think i was good at anything as i was gonna say um i don't know maybe Foursquare could maybe okay. I feel like I was okay at Foursquare. The little Ooh, bit of I played. I also didn't. One. I'll be honest, y'all. I really didn't. We didn't have like proper recess at my school, um, and we only had gym class once a week. So, and it was only like thirty minutes. So, like, what kind of you school have a did lot you of go to? Like have, why didn't your school have proper recess? I went to a school on South Side of Chicago. Um, why didn't have proper recess? I don't know. Lack of funding. Lack of care. Like, my school also only ran from. 8 a.m. to 1 30 in the afternoon was there was not like a my playground? school day there there was a playground we just didn't like use it like ever okay. at one point like when i got to seventh grade they also extended the school day to 145 like that like, 15 more minutes of education which is still not like a full school day i don't know why this was legal but <laughs> but uh we eventually got like to walk outside for like 30 minutes i guess at one point they're like these kids need to <laughs> i have no movement but yeah grades k through eight is, now what this was nothing this was throughout the year too this wasn't just winter because i know for me growing this up this is in throughout illinois, the whole year the what? entirety of the year because for yes. in illinois right like it'd be it being snowy a lot of the time during the snow snow time our recess would be inside we play with board games and like all the shit that we had yeah nah man it was like that school oh, is man. not good the school i think has gotten a lot better since then like i think it's a way more of a normal <laughs> school but like i don't know why it was so bad it you, was uh, just so bad so for the games that you mentioned right you mentioned four which i think Foursquare would for sure be in there um kickball i think is a good one i think that would be in there too we're talking about an american version of squid game uh floor, floor is lava i think would is there be a in game there. where you maybe like run a lot because i can well i can run for a long time though i can't i can run kind of fast in a short period what can i do with that i mean are there any playground games that involve a lot of running i don't know i, mean, kick, I don't think so. kind of does what's your yeah, what's but i'm your not gonna be able to kick it right okay so you're scared that you're not gonna be able to kick it right i see yeah. here's the thing about squid game is that kickball is a team game and so you would be able to form an alliance. So you're like the strategy there would be to, hey, I'm going to link up with a Kratos. I'm going to link up with like who has the strongest kicks out here. 
I'm thinking Kratos. I'm thinking uh, Aloy seems like she'd be able to kick a ball pretty far. Jim Ryan. <laughs> yeah, just the, the, the classics. I do feel like I want... Um, uh, I want to be shielded by the shadowy figures that were at that one PlayStation presentation. That's one idea for mm. dodgeball. That's what I'm doing. I'm, I'm looking up with the shadow people for dodgeball and oh, just hiding behind them. Be a great squid game. Because I don't even know if those people are real. We never found out. Are they real? Are they cardboard? We don't know. But they have a high the association shadowy with people that were in that Mark, Mark Cerny talk. Oh, yes. they're fake. They're for sure fake. Yeah. Well, that's that's who I'm going with. The fake shadow people. Um, let's see. What about you? What's your go to playground games? What what games do you get at? What am I good at? I mean, yeah. It's been such a long time since I played any of these. Foursquare, I don't think I was ever good at. Um, kickball. You jump rope. I'm you pretty like bad double at dutch and rope. stuff. No, I'm bad at. Okay, I'm bad at double dutch. I was always jealous of the double dutch kids. Me uh, too. Yeah, because they were rocking it. I was always. I like, want to be them so that? bad. I'm like, damn. And even as an adult, seeing if it, I don't know last time you saw anyone like double dutch because like that just don't be happening and like randomly. But you know, I taught for a while, so. Wild. Yeah, like people aren't just out in the world double dutching it up, though they should be. I think we'd have a much nicer world if people yeah. double dutched more. Um, but like I taught, you know, previously and like my students could double dutch. And I'm just like, damn, man, that's crazy. Like, that's what yeah, you just see that you just see the feet going and it's like, that's magic. That, that's, that's, not too, that's not real. That's not real. What's crazy is like the people that can jump in too. like oh they can God, just like, right? oh, man, that's so good. Ah. Anyway, I would just I would honestly be dead almost immediately. It wouldn't even matter who I paired up with. Um, I will say for me, kickball, I, I would feel confident. And like, again, like this question is about strategy. Like the, the thing about Squid Game is a lot of Squid Game was about strategy. Like the people who made it further were the people who figured out how to like, OK, who am I going to link up with? All right. Who am I going to like betray? Who am I like? It's like it's about like thinking ahead. And so for me, one, I, I think for me, I'm, I'm identifying the games I'm good at, which I think kickball, I'd be pretty decent at. I can run fast. I can kick. I love soccer. Uh, and so kickball, I think, translates to that. Uh, so I can do that. I can do floor is lava. I think I, I can do a decent job. At I can do floor is lava, too. What the, what the rules are. But I, I think I'm pretty agile. And so I can figure that out. Um, uh, hmm. If they do double dutch, I'm dead. I'm fucking dead. There's no way. Dodgeball, dodgeball would be interesting. I... It depends on who I'm up against. Like dodgeball would be the game that is about building the right team. And I think if I'm building a dodgeball team, I am again think about people who are agile. Spider-Man, both of them, uh Miles and Peter are on my team for that one. For sure. I'm sorry. I'm I'm laughing cuz of the, the my only thought for that was like dodgeball. I'm linking up with um Impy from Dreams. And oh, that's they're just going to go and they're just going to distract people, you know, be all in your face. Maybe the controls get involved. You can't like move it. You got to readjust it. You know, like that. That's for, that's for my go-to. I'm I'm picking up Sackboy and I'm like ball yourself up and I'm tossing Sackboy at people. Yeah, I was thinking Sackboy. I would link up with for Floor is Lava because I'm thinking who's more agile than Sackboy? Like Sackboy can do mm. anything, traverse anywhere. That's fair. Like, that's fair. I'm trying to think of who uh, Astrobot. Astrobot. What 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 game would Astrobot be good at? Probably I feel also. Like Astrobot's, Astrobot's probably getting shot first. That hover too? No, now the hover, like the hover is good. Yeah. yeah, he's also so small that I feel like for dodgeball, nah, he's going to get murked in dodgeball. Actually, I could see some <laughs> them just oh, like, oh yeah. Especially when I think of the little Easter eggs and like the uh, the little robots wailing on each other. Like, yeah, that that robot's dead. Um, <laughs> chat said, imagine Kratos doing the jump rope. I, I would love <laughs> someone make that, please. I think I think I think Joel 
from Last of Us would secretly be a great double dutcher. It's like a thing that he doesn't talk about as much. But like mm-hmm. it, it comes down to it, and Joel's like, I, my used, daughter to, used, to, I used to double dutch with my daughter. I yeah, don't talk about that anymore. Do I don't talk about this anymore because it's part of my dark then, past. Then he does it well, and then when you try to compliment him, he gets mad about it because it, it reminds him. It's like, bitch, yeah. you brought it up. Like it's like you don't talk about her, and it's like, okay, first yeah. of all, I was talking about the double dutch, but do you need to talk, Joel? We can work this thing out. Joel been need to talk. He, that man needed to talk a long time ago. Yeah. And then when he talks, who's he talk to? The wrong people. It's just some. Mm. Let's pull in this uh, next, next question from JLC3, who writes in and says, with Spider-Man 2 being officially announced and both Peter Parker and Miles Morales seemingly being a part of the project, what are the odds of the inclusion of a co-op mode featuring both heroes? Do you think it would be introduced uh, to play the campaign with a friend or implemented as a separate set of missions? If you could help design, help if you could help with designing the game, how would you like to see co-op implemented? I think it would be, oh man, I feel like if they did it following in line with kind of their approach to multiplayer it would be like added in after the fact or like a dlc thing later where it's like oh and now you guys can do this these set of missions together or run this quest line or storyline together um and i think that actually probably would be the best implementation because i'm trying to think of where what are games where you already have like those two like two characters and then somebody can be the second character and it's equally fun for it's, both of those i'm not sure if there's usually... that many games that have that yeah, I feel like it's such a tough thing to do, and that's why I think I don't think they would do that for Spider-Man Two. I think Spider-Man Two is going to be fully single player, and I think if they were to go go that route in terms of making a co-op multiplayer Spider-Man, I think you make it a spin-off game, and I think you make that the thing for this game. Like when you announce it, you say, "Hey, this is co-op. You are playing as Miles and Peter and Spider Gwen and Spider Pig and like all these different characters." Uh, and go. It's about made it by Hazelight, and it's just a bunch of mini games. It's like you're Spider-Man and Miles, but you're actually just like playing like. Game. together yeah yeah and so i think that's how they do. but if 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 i could design the game if it is like a no this has to be a co-op game with with, with peter and miles and we're going about it that way uh i'd probably make a separate set of missions i don't i think i'd keep that separate from the main campaign i think most people want that to be single player and want that to be what we've gotten so far out of those spider-man games i don't think people want them to like switch it up all of a sudden because People love the Spider-Man games for being these open world. I'm going to collect all the things. I'm going to 100% this. I'm going to, you know, fight all the villains. I'm going to do the, the crimes in the city. I'm not going to do the crime. I'm going to, I'm going to stop the crimes in the city. <laughs> like, they're taking I mean, a really different direction. Yeah. I mean, Spider-Man doesn't always, <laughs> Spider-Man doesn't always follow the law. How many times in that game have I jaywalked? A lot. I've jaywalked a lot in that game. All right. So like Spider-Man. Everyone does that game. in New York though. That's, that's on brand. If anything, <laughs> what the fuck are you doing? Doesn't everyone do that everywhere? <laughs> I mean, some there places place? you there's some places where you go to and they're like, hey, don't jaywalk because the police will get you. But I jaywalk I heard... right in front of the police, the police department right over here, too. They don't they, they, they do they it jaywalk too. with them. Yeah, they jaywalk right yeah. next to me. Someone someone said that, like, they care about that a lot in the East Bay. Is that true? I like never. I don't think I've tested that out. Yeah. In East uh, Bay, I mean, I don't I don't jaywalk that often. If it's like at night and there's no cars around, then I'll jaywalk. But I feel like something about how big. Back like all the blocks are in california like it doesn't end up being more convenient I'm like you guys just need to add a, add a light like you have to wait so long that it's not that useful but yeah i'm too much anyway. of a law-abiding citizen man <laughs> um yeah i think i think separate would be the best because th- then you could really tailor it again i think if it's just drop in drop out there's not a lot of games where that's that fun to do and especially like balanced combat wise because the only games i think of that have good drop in drop out co-op or something like you know like some of the mario games come to mind for that but that's because it's about just getting through an area you're not like fight i mean you fight things along the way but it's not in the same way or the same like it's not the same reason people go to those games so yeah Yeah. i would think a separate thing would be good 
One more question I'm going to pull for our special reader mail episode from Joshi G, who writes in and says, where is the PS5 version of Cyberpunk? And do you think it will run well? Um, it is not here yet. And do I think it will run well? I think I think it will run well enough. Like, I don't know how impressive it'll be compared to like what it's already been. Like, I don't think it's going to completely turn heads revolutionize it because it's still, it's still the same core game. So I feel like there's already been looks at even if you're thinking of like the pc because obviously it's it's it was like super broken on like ps4 but like the pc build of that game um yeah like i think it's in kind of a known quantity in terms of like the ceiling for that performance wise so i don't see the ps5 thing doing anything that's like oh man this is this is completely revolutionary this has never been done before this is a big deal it's like absolutely needed to pay attention to that's sort of where i imagine it would be and the reason i have a a non like negative look at how well it'll run is because I don't well <laughs> I was gonna say I don't think they'd put it out if it wasn't ready <laughs> but wasn't that the whole problem to begin with so I don't know I feel like they wouldn't again maybe right I don't know yeah, maybe it, being naive with there I part of me thinks that they couldn't handle putting out that game and it being completely broken on PS5 I think at that point you just cancel it as CD Projekt Red because I think they've taken so many hits uh, as a publisher and at, you know it people have short memories people forget things right and i know people are like but cyberpunk was so bad and like they were like we're gonna be shitting on cd project red like forever because of cyberpunk which i think to some extent is true by the time they announce witcher 4 and they're ready to put out a witcher 4 people are going to forget uh on the top level people are going to be like ah but i like witcher 4 it's the same thing that's happening right now with i think different scales but mass effect andromeda came out and disappointed the hell out of people we're we're leading into uh the next dragon age and mass effect next and i don't people i I, people aren't um scrutinizing those upcoming releases as much as i would have imagined coming off of something like mass effect andromeda i think and anthem for that matter right like we've gotten some yeah i forgot about anthem (laughs) yeah we've gotten some stinkers from bioware and even those i don't think have totally dissuaded people from being like unexcited for their next game so i think if if that is the case i think coming off cd i think coming off cyberpunk 2077 there's still some hope for cd project red to put out a witcher 4 and if it's good that might get some goodwill back from people but i do think that there's probably in 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 their heads on on the marketing side of things them going hey we cannot like like we we've got to like stop or not fuck up like this again and putting out a broken version of cyberpunk again on ps5 and xbox series x i think would be on the level of wow like that is that whole marketing cycle over again or that news cycle i should say over again of oh this is fucked up oh this game is broken i can't believe they did this and that i think that will continue to haunt them in a way that they probably don't want and so i'll be i i think cyberpunk on next gen is going to be canceled before it comes out bad and I think that's high. I think that there's a high like uh, probability of that happening too. I would not be surprised if it got canceled. I'm really surprised the they're even still follow. Like they have their, you know, development timeline that they put out, which is like massive. Mm. And just looking at that, like it was just rough. I just feel like, and you know, I'm not like a business person or a developer, so I like, I it's not that I can't understand why they're still doing it because they made sort of this commitment. And I think they're trying to make the best of what they have or improve on what they have or like fix the wrongs however you want to couch it but just it's so long and there's so many things and i feel like it's just it's not it's not hitting the way it needs to hit and even like i remember seeing a little bit about um like their most recent i think free dlc and it was like like three jackets or something and like 
some cosmetic and it just was it's just not it's not going well like i kind of hope that maybe it just ends in an amicable way but like i also don't want to see it end in like a horror you know i I don't want to see this get canned and then the whole thing is like over and a bunch of like i don't know i don't want bad things to happen to the studio or anything as a result but it just it's hard looking at that and imagining that coming out at the cadence that they want to come out at and also being good like it's just there's just a lot left to do and i I don't know how that's gonna go but i don't know i also didn't think that it'd even be back on playstation at all for a long time and like they were able to get like that working so i don't know yeah i believe i I was gonna say kind of funny comments that you're wrong we don't do that on the show but i'm i'm looking at the one of the roadmaps and the next gen version was slated for 2021 i don't know if they're still saying that it's slated for 2021 but if that's the case like it's not there's no way it's it's coming out in 2021. I don't think at least that there's time for them to like really make that happen still. There's not that much left in the year. And so I still ask the question of where the fuck is Cyberpunk next gen? When is that going to come out? Is that going to come out? I don't know, man. Stay tuned for those questions. But for now, I want to remind you that you can go to patreon.com slash games where you can get the show ad free. And speaking of ads, let us tell you about our sponsors. This episode is brought to you by Purple. It's funny, the last few years, everyone has been really interested in their sleep quality. There's all these methods for getting a great night's sleep, meditation, yoga, mattress toppers, but no matter what you do, if you're sleeping on a terrible mattress, your sleep will also be terrible. It's that simple. That's why I recommend that you sleep on a Purple mattress. That's because only Purple mattresses have the Gel Flex Grid. Unlike memory foam, which remembers everything, Purple's Gel Flex Grid bounces back as you move and shift. I absolutely have been loving my purple pillow. I've been talking about it for so many years. The purple mattress as well is such a fantastic way to improve your sleep. I could not recommend it more. Getting a great night's sleep starts with having a great mattress. Get a purple mattress. Go to purple.com slash kind of funny 10 and use code kind of funny 10 for a limited time. You can get 10% off any order of $200 or more. That's purple.com slash kind of funny 10 code kind of funny 10 for 10% off any order of 200 or more purple.com slash kind of funny 10 promo code kind of funny 10 terms apply next up of course i want to give a shout out to hello fresh meal planning and going to the grocery store is so 2019 get rid of those to-do list items with hello fresh they're here to keep you stocked chopped and fully brocked Oh, I love that they're talking about broccoli. Uh, HelloFresh delivers pre-measured ingredients and mouth-watering recipes directly to you. And we're talking fresh, going from the farm to your door within a week. They've got options like quick and easy meals, low prep, one pan, and 10 to 15 minute meals, uh, which Cool Greg has been loving, absolutely. So you can cut down the time you spend on cooking and cleanup that you can get back to your family sooner. Plus, HelloFresh offers fantastic variety with over 50 menu and market items to choose from every week, including vegetarian, calorie smart, and even gourmet options. Recently, Kevin was telling me about this uh, fried rice uh, that him and Paula made. It sounded fantastic. You can go to HelloFresh.com slash KFGames14 and use the code KFGames14 for up to 14 free meals, including free shipping. That's up to 14 free meals free, including free shipping at HelloFresh.com slash KFGames14 with the code KFGames14. 
AF Games 14. And finally, shout out to FitBod. Sometimes keeping your workout motivation can be tough, even more so if you get bored with what you're doing or it gets too easy, because making progress means overcoming new challenges and keeping yourself engaged. That's why FitBod created a fitness program that adapts to you with new exercises to adjust how you're progressing. Uh, cool Greg's been doing this. He's been training for his half marathon and FitBod's been a great thing to help keep him accountable, keep it feeling fresh. Uh, just keep him motivated to, to, you know, keep his exercise up and keep trying new things. FitBod's algorithm uses data and analytics to help you build on your last workout to maximize your results. Plus, FitBod workouts are balanced to avoid overworking muscles with varied exercises to keep you sharp. You can pick up the pace on your fitness journey with FitBod today and your future self will thank you. You can get 25% off of your membership at fitbod.me slash kfgames. That's 25% off at fitbod.me slash kfgames. F-I-T-B-O-D.me slash kfgames. All right, Janet, hit us with those PlayStation updates. All right, starting off with your greatest hits of PlayStation news for the week. We got PlayStation celebrates five years of PSVR. This comes from Isabel Tomatis at the PlayStation blog. Today, at the time of it being posted, marks the fifth anniversary of the day PlayStation VR was introduced to the world. And we want to take this moment to thank all of our fans and our talented development community for embracing this platform and supporting PSVR through the years. It's amazing to see how virtual reality has really established itself in these past five years as a platform for gaming. And we're pleased to have PSVR play a big role in VR's growth. And to celebrate this PSVR milestone, we want to give a special thank you to PlayStation fans. Starting in November, PlayStation Plus members will get three PSVR bonus games for no extra charge. Stay tuned for more details in the PlayStation Plus update in the next few weeks. Uh, and then we have a stat of most played PlayStation VR games globally being Rec Room, Beat Saber, PlayStation VR Worlds, The Elder Scrolls V Skyrim VR, and Resident Evil 7 Biohazard. Um, Blessing, I'm curious to know, of what are your most played PSVR games? Most played is Beat Saber by a lot. I loved Beat Saber. That's probably my favorite PlayStation VR game and VR game period. Um, and behind that is probably Astro's Playroom. Um, but also, big shout outs to Blood and Truth and Trover Saves the Universe. Those are two ones that I loved a lot as well. I love PlayStation VR, but I'm sad that I haven't had a big reason to bust it out in the last year or so. Ever since I moved to my new apartment, one, I would have to make space to actually make VR work. And so that's always the that's the big hassle. But then also there's not been that big VR title uh, recently that has made me go, oh, I got to check this out. If there was a new um, Trover game or a new uh, Squanch Games game, I'd be totally down for that. I would, I, would, I would bust out the VR for that. Or if there was a London Studio game or a new Astrobot or something along those lines, you know, even something com comparable, something of that level, I'd be totally down to bust it out and, and, and play it. But I feel like it's been a while since we had those, um, uh, you know, big hitters for PSVR, which saddens me. But I think part of that is because PSVR 2 is around the corner and I, I'm sure they're all ships ahead, right? All focus is on developing for that, which is why I don't think we've been seeing the big games. But it's exciting that Moss 2 is still around the corner, and that is coming out for PSVR. Um, and yeah, like for you, I, I I forget what your VR story is. What do you have any most played games for PSVR? Yeah, my VR horror story of like trying to get this machine and going to like a pawn shop and a GameStop and then another GameStop and then returning. Like I have a whole vlog on it from years ago. But yeah, I had PSVR. I finally got PSVR after struggling to figure out where I'm buying it from. But um, I've had it for a couple years. I, I really like it. I'm a big fan of VR. Like I like seeing innovations in the space. And I think VR is a really fun one. And I think it's been definitely 
an uphill battle figuring out what does a good VR game look like and in what ways is that similar or not similar to what we see in the console space? Um, what does it really mean to make like a standout VR game? If this game is so good, can we get it on console? Why can't we get it on console? Do we want it to be on? But like, I, I've enjoyed seeing those some of those questions get answered and explored. Um, for me, my most played VR games, definitely Astrobot Rescue Mission. Uh, I, I picked up Beat Saber as well, played some Moss. Uh, one of my first games that I got on PSVR was um, Wipeout, which had like a VR capabilities or a VR mode. I don't know if you guys can hear, could hear that horn outside, but um, yeah, I did not. Did you do Resident Evil 7 Biohazard no. in VR at all? No, yeah, I, I didn't did either. Do you remember when they sold that candle for like uh, the full immersive experience? No, did they? I didn't. I missed that. They sold a candle with the game. They, I, I don't think it was like PlayStation selling the candle or even like Sony or maybe even Resident Evil proper. Like, I don't remember where it was from, but I remember seeing that it was a candle that was supposed to smell like the baker's house that is like disgusting. decaying I like hate decaying that. i hate <laughs> and that so much the idea was just <laughs> like was you light the candle and you just put the headset on and i was like i just can you think of anything more that sounds terrible inducing I, I, I i love the creativity there though because i mean that is the sense that's missing right uh in psvr you're not you're not getting the right smells and so to recreate that it's fucked up i hate that that is disgusting yeah Roger so i didn't do any of that here. The Resident Evil 4D candle, which is honestly a great name for it. Mm -hmm. That's gross. Yeah, no, it was. Yeah, did like you, it's. So wait, I, did you get I'm it? I'm kind of curious. No, I didn't get it. Hell no, okay. no. I, I saw it way after the fact. I'm so curious as to what it smells like, though. Like, what do you think that smell actually is? Because it's not like they can. Like, how do they capture that? It's like, I a, mean, like a musk, like a like a wood, like a. I, I mean, I I, I wouldn't want to guess, but like maybe they maybe Bolts. they do look up. <laughs> what decaying like like because if i'm thinking of the baker house right the baker house probably yeah. does smell like dead bodies and badly made food and so if we're going off of that I, I i assume they find a way to replicate that smell and if that's the case i do not want that candle anywhere anywhere near me i hate that yeah Forget that's really that scary one. yes um before we move on i do want to ask if we're getting so three psvr bonus games what games do you hope they are Ooh, that's a good question um Tetris Effect. I think that'd be a cool one too. That's another one I played on, on PSVR that I really liked. Yeah. I, that was one that I actually played a lot of out of VR. And I think I tried only a few times in VR. And weirdly enough, I think I preferred the out of VR experience. I don't know why. What? No, you're what? No way. What? I love know, the man. VR. I am such a, like, I push back on that so much. Obviously, you guys can, you know, play however you want to. I think it's a great game either way. But I find something so borderline religious about the experience of like and i I'm, i don't say it to be sacrilegious but like mm. putting that on and it's just it hits so different to me like i really loved it in vr i mean i think it's still a fun game outside of vr but yeah. i thought it was so cool i think part of it too is i see that game as a relaxing chilling game it's hard to it's hard to chill while you have a vr headset on you know like i'm trying to be in my zen mood i'm trying to be relaxed i'm trying to be low effort and i think the most high effort thing you can do is put on a vr headset and so i think that kind of conflicted with that a, a, a little bit for me and i also played it before uh, I played it on TV before I played it in VR. I feel like if I played it in VR as my first experience, that might have hit different. But because I had already gotten that, you know, that first level when it, you, you go in and it's the Dolphins and it's the I'm Yours Forever song and all I, that experience, I think, is unreplicable. You cannot replicate that experience and already having that experience outside of VR and then trying to have it again in VR, I don't think Dude, was as strong. My first time playing the game was in VR and I went back and I didn't have a VR headset. I was I was at a friend's house and I went back. And I was like, you know, I'm going to play it on my computer. I could never do it again because I'm like, this is it is like a religious experience. Like, yeah. I completely am with you, Janet. Like that game. Yeah, in, I'm in like, it like everyone who 
who's like who likes it in VR. And I know a few people that played in VR and like I, I like it fine outside of it. But most people that I've talked to have that same reaction where it's like it changed me. Yeah, <laughs> and they're like really passionate about it. But I'm it religious is, it's, now. It is so cool. It is so cool. Okay, two other ones. I will say. Oh, I will. I will say regarding Tetris Effect. I did play a lot of Tetris Effect Connected this last week on Switch. Uh, and man, what a, what an experience Tetris Effect still is to this day. What a wonderful game that everybody in their lifetime should play. That is such is it the like, best Tet- Tetris. I mean, I'm not a I'm not a big Tetris aficionado. Not, it's my you favorite didn't study Tetrology. Yeah, no, I couldn't tell you like what all the different versions of Tetris, but out of the versions of Tetris I played, it is my favorite version of Tetris for sure. And I guess that is between Tetris on the N64, which was the new Tetris. It's between that, the Game Boy Tetris, Tetris 99, and Tetris Effect, and the Ubisoft Tetris that's out on PS4 as well. I think those are probably all the versions that I can at least think of off the top. Did you play Puyo Puyo Tetris? I didn't play Puyo Puyo Tetris, Mm. but I did play Tetris. What's the other N64 Tetris game that wasn't Tetris, but had Tetris in the name? Tetra, mm, Hattress? I'm look it up. You call it Hattress? I don't know. There was a Tetris with a bunch of hats. Oh that no, I played awesome. that one. That sounds hilarious. I'll look it up. But yeah, sorry. Jay, I mean, while you look that up, I'll, I'll give my my well, VR here's Hattress by the my way. My VR wish list. Uh, yes. Wait, what is it called? Hattress. No, I'm just showing everybody Hattress. I don't know what blessings. Oh, okay. Yes, Hattress. Oh, Hattress, the so. thing I'm talking about was called Tetrisphere, and you it's can like always playing, do that. You're playing Tetris on like a sphere. It was a weird game. Literally, just whenever we're talking, pull up a different form of Tetris and just let people figure it out in the comments. <laughs> um, for me, I want, um, and I don't know if I'm pronouncing this right, but uh, Neko Atsume, that cat game, like where you like find the cats, like it was like a really big on mobile for like a long time. Okay. That came to VR like not that long ago. It came to PSVR specifically because I don't think it's on any other platform. It came out this year for PSVR. I want that game. It's $17, and I'm like, mm, should I buy it? Oh, do I want to put the, you know, the headset all oh, on? this game, if, yeah. But if they gave it to me, I'm like, that would probably, I would probably, yeah, I think I would dig out my PlayStation headset specifically to look at these cats. And it was funny, because when this hit, like, the mobile market, and, like, I knew so many of my friends playing this game, and I'm like, oh, okay, like, you're just finding cats, whatever. But this is pre-me also having a cat. So now that mm-hmm. I've, I've had a cat, I've done VR, I'm like, oh, I can just look at these cats. I just want to stand around and like look at cats. So this seems great. So I want that in there. I don't think that would hype that many people, but I would be hyped for that. Um, and I'd love to see, I don't know if they do this for, for like this anniversary, because I feel like it's just like a, a quick casual thing, but I think it'd be so fun if we saw maybe VR support for games that didn't have it before. Like if Sirenar Wild Hearts could be super oh, wait, cool. Yeah, you cut out. You said um, Sirenar Wild Hearts could have VR? Yeah, if that if that had a VR mode, I think like I wonder if we'd see maybe something like that for this. Maybe probably not because it's so small, but like seeing a VR mode for a game that didn't previously have Dude, one would be something. Sinar Wild Hearts is a good one to shout out. I would love for that to get a VR mode. Of course, that's a very that's very much like an indie game, and I'm sure that would be a lot of work for them to put that game in VR, but that is the type of game that I think would be fantastic in VR. That gives me even like even if it was a, just like res vibes or a Tetris effect vibes. Yeah, even if it was just like there are some VR games where you're kind of just like looking at it through the headset, like it's not that changed. Yeah. Like even it, that, I think would be fun. Another one too, Pistol Whip is a pretty good uh, VR game. That is one that is very like Beat Saber, but it is you have two guns and you're like shooting things to a beat uh, on rails. And that is one that I people don't talk about as much as something like Beat Saber and the other major VR games. But I think it, them giving that game out for free would be a good bump in terms of the conversation around that one because that is also a really good, really fun game. 
By the way, yeah. quick quick tangent. Uh, I looked up the top ten uh, Tetris games. Tetris games, as lo- as listed by RetroDodo.com, a website I've never heard of, but hey, the list looks official. So, uh, you know, they got at number ten Tetris Battle Gaiden in 1993, which I'd never heard of. Uh, Tetris the, number nine is Tetrisphere, which is the one I was talking about for N64. Number eight Tetris Axis, which came out in 2011 for 3DS. Number seven Tetris Party for Wii, uh, which is WiiWare. And again, I've not heard that one, but it looks looks kind of fun if i'm being honest uh tetris for the nes 1989 uh number five tetris for the game boy 1989 at number four tetris ds 2006 uh number three puyo puyo tetris which roger brought up and i just make me want to try that one out because i skipped that one i skipped that one there's a lot going on during that switch i find it just hard to believe it's above the other two but go on yeah uh so there's that and then number two tetris effect 2018 and so number 199 uh, the culture the culture loves it and then number one the new tetris 1999 which is the one I, which is the one i played back on the n64 oh, okay i'm surprised tetris 99 isn't anyone on this list i feel like that's a pretty funny game yeah it is interesting this list was made in 2021 and so i mean there's a lot of versions of tetris i think there's a lot of competition it's like there. we know we left it off the list that's, that was done on purpose um yeah but yeah i mean i i really i think that's just a testament to how many good tetris games are out there um i think for my last VR one, I mean, this isn't as, as exciting, I think, as some of the other games we listed, but um, I'd like maybe just something like The Climb 2. Um, that recently got some attention because I think it barely came to Oculus um, this year, like Oculus Quest, at least. I'm not sure if it's already on PSVR, so, you know, maybe that would need like a port or something if it's not already on there. But I, I really like stuff that's, you know, feels unique to VR where it's like or a way that you can kind of enjoy the sights and the spectacles uh, that VR is. But yeah, it'll be nice to get some free stuff uh, as we lead up to uh, the next PSVR headset, which I'm very much looking forward to because I don't really want to take out my old one anymore. Um, especially when we have the PS5. It's like, I have a really new thing and then a really, really old. Yeah. Um, also, did you get the adapter to even play your VR thing I on the, the PS5? Adapter. Okay, I, I, I also got, got the adapter. adapter. No idea where I put it. <laughs> so it's, it's like very I, unlabeled too. It's like just yeah, a dongle somewhere. I'm gonna I'm gonna see it one day and I'm, I'm gonna go. What the fuck is this for? I'd never seen this thing before in my life, and I'm gonna forget that that's my PS4 VR thing and probably donate it. Yeah, a thousand percent. Um, all right, let's talk about Elden Ring getting delayed. Uh, they send out a tweet that says important message. Elden Ring will release on February 25th, 2022, as the depth and strategic freedom of the game exceeded initial expectations. Thank you for your trust and patience. We look forward to seeing you experience the game in the closed network test in November, uh, the Elden Ring team. And then uh, let's pull in this question from Keenan Delaney. Did I say that right? Kenan? Oh, you nailed it. Keenan? Keenan? Yes. Sure. Remember the first one. Forget all the tests. <laughs> says February is stacked with the recent delay of Elden Ring any games releasing in february could get delayed i personally think sifu is it sifu or sifu sifu i always sifu? call it sifu sifu that's probably wrong has a chance to get delayed seeing as it's smack dab in the middle of horizon and elden ring love the show and keep up the good work and then as a reminder we got february february 4th dying light 2 the 18th horizon forbidden west the 22nd destiny 2 the witch queen the 22nd the king of fighters 15 to the 22nd sifu the 25th saints row and the 25th elden ring do you see some of these falling to the wayside if i had to guess i think or choosing to leave I think Saints Row would get delayed out of, out of the 25th. Um, it be it competing on the same day as Elden Ring, I think, is just too tall of an order, and that's especially coming off of 
both Horizon Forbidden West coming out on the 18th, which is only a week prior, and then Dying Light 2 coming out a few weeks before, right? Like, Dying Light 2, I think, is a good enough distance away, but all those games being big open-world games, I think, puts them in a place of uh, a lot people are going to want to spend a lot of time with these games you know they're not one and done games they're not games that you beat in two sitting these are games that you're going to want to spend a lot of time with and so i think uh at least for a couple of these games the better choice is to get out of there horizon for west being the big one i could see going either way you know I, horizon is a very popular game it's probably out of this list it is the uh most popular in terms of mainstream sales and so i think they like the out of out of this amalgamation of games, they're the ones that would theoretically come up come out on top. But I do think you still, regardless of that, run the run the risk of that uh like the interruption by Elden Ring, not necessarily putting you out of the top, but maybe eating into your to your sales or at least the conversation uh quite a bit because you know one of the things that goes into like the the not only the, the game sales cycle and also the media cycle one of the things that, that that comes into it is um uh like guides and media coverage and there's only so much bandwidth that media has and if you're somebody especially somebody like saints row where out of all these open world games right it's an open world game that is going to hinge on people people putting together like guides and collectibles and figuring out how to like cover all these things i think saints row probably wants all the press that they can get because they are a uh they are a franchise that is popular amongst his fans and being able to have the space to live and breathe outside of these other games is going to give their fans more of a chance to actually uh uh be able to appreciate that game outside of the shadow of these other ones uh and so yeah i think saints rose at risk i think horizon Forbidden west is a little bit at risk just maybe for sony to, to play it safe but at the same time like these are all these are all well Horizon and Elden Ring specifically are very big games that I don't know, man. Like though they both of those publishers might be down to, to bump heads on that one and go, fuck it, we'll find it out. Especially when uh, you know, we're still waiting on Breath of the Wild 2 to be released for February as well. So for history again happen. to repeat itself. I think <laughs> literally the, it's gonna be <laughs> That was a good one, Janet. That was really good. I I am I am I feel like it's gonna happen. Why wouldn't it? Why would the universe the, want us to thrive? What has given you that sense? <laughs> I mean, well, what the fact in the last that, two years has made you think that anything good would happen? <laughs> listen, Breath, Breath of the Wild coming out in February, and I know this is a PlayStation podcast, but do not be mistaken. I'm clearing my schedule out for Breath of the Wild. If anything, that's good news for me. I'll get to all these games, other other games later. I'm playing Breath of the Wild when Breath of the Wild comes yeah, out. Yeah, how are we gonna do? We gotta do the Horizon Forbidden West review. We can do like, that two like, months later. <laughs> two hours in. <laughs> You're like, I, I installed it. That's it. Um, I think for so Horizon Forbidden West, just to kind of like refresh my memory, this. It only had like that pseudo vague delay where it was like, oh, we're trying for this slot, but we like it, this is the date. Like they never really got an official like an actual delay, correct? No, well, it was officially announced for 2021, but right. the you know it didn't have a solid date, and then it yes. has that PlayStation blog where they were like they delayed God of War, and then they were like and other games like Horizon Forbidden West, we're seeing where things are at with that, and that could get yeah. delayed. That was kind of the tone, and then it did so officially get delayed to 2022. It sort of had like I mean I guess you can call it. A, uh, yeah, do you call it a delay when they have like the year and then they were like, never mind, but oh, it's yeah, never sure. been like, yeah, That's so, okay. so because it already got delayed, I think that one is going to stay. I think the things that are a risk are things that actually haven't already been delayed because Elden Ring, this is the delay right into February. Yeah. Dying Light 2 also already got delayed. Um, King of Fighters, I think, also was delayed into February. I'm pretty sure. I don't know offhand because I don't fully remember. I don't actually follow the King of Fighters like that. I just vaguely remember yeah. seeing it get delayed. I'm surprised you even know that because as somebody who I like fighting games, I didn't even know that. 
Well, I I think I know, like uh, I can Google it really quick to see if it if it did. But um, other than that, looking at this list and didn't Sifu also was delayed, wasn't it? Yeah, Sifu was delayed. What's the best PlayStation exclusive is what they said? Yes. And we're back. We had a quick cut there because uh, we had a blue screen of death happen. And so a uh, quick moment of silence for Roger's computer. Rest in peace, gone, but not forgotten. Janet, we were in the middle of talking about uh, the Elden Ring delay and the games that could theoretically get delayed. I'm not sure where where the, the cutoff was, but we were in the middle of basically talking about like the whole calendar. And part of what we were talking about was um, King of Fighters. And well, the point I was making was King of, Fi- King of Fighters and Destiny 2, the Witch Queen, being unaffected by everything else. Because just because like the Destiny 2 Witch Queen destiny fans are going to play it regardless you know i think that hinges less on like other stuff and like conversation all those things and king of fighters 13 i think it's just in its own world of not really caring i do think sifu though it, as a as a new indie game coming out does have things to worry about a double delay that could happen could i think happen. if a delay i think if a delay happens it'll be because they couldn't get it out when they needed to or when they wanted to rather than i don't I don't necessarily think that anyone's going to leave because it's crowded, even if that might be like beneficial. I feel like at this point they have their dates and their plans and it sort of is what it is. And obviously for some for actually a lot of these games, they're like, this isn't the date we wanted anyway. We can get it out there. So um, I think people are going to continue to gun for these release dates. And um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, it depends on how Elden Ring's really doing, whether or not we think it might get an additional delay um february is really but whenever they have like a short delay i always feel like well it probably means that it's basically almost good yeah, they just they need talk, like a little bit more time so they talk about in their delay right they talk about like the um the the scope essentially uh or like, like they, we're they making say it too amazing like the, the depth and strategic freedom of the game exceeded initial expectation it's like that's the reason why you're delaying it a month because the scope that is a lie like you there's no way that like oh shit this game is bigger than than we imagined it's only gonna take us one month to fig to figure that out though it's like no this game is I'm so sure. good we're still working on it i mean that's yeah. always the angle right and that makes that you're never gonna know why you're like, well, like we've never we've never got an honest tweet why a game is delayed because why would they tell you the inner workings of like what they're doing you know i mean they could but like if it, if it's if it was delayed a year then i'd be like okay then they're like they're really like scoping this thing up or like think the direction has changed right or if they yeah. delayed for even like months and months it, it being delayed one month makes me think that no there was like a short like there was a, there was like a small thing in the process of whatever it was right maybe like something regarding marketing or something regarding a bug popped up that they didn't catch and that and uh they did catch it now and they're gonna take uh, a little bit of time to fix that i think usually a month delay points to something along the lines of that as opposed to oh, this is going to take a big shift <laughs> to like to figure out how this is going to go or how this is going to look. Is The scope is too big. I don't think it's that necessarily. But either way, you know, it's like what um, it's, it's, it's like the famous, was it the Miyamoto quote that everybody always quotes? In these oh, my situations? God. I uh, hate that. That quote <laughs> is the don't do this to me, Blessing. That quote I, is I, literally I, the like gaming community. Like, I hate I, I wonder if Miyamoto hates that quote as much as as much as like every a lot of other people are, are growing to hate that. It's so it's so annoying to see as a bit i I always love butch i always love butchering it right it is a delayed game is good someday but a non-delayed game that comes out fucking terrible all right and so hey it's good news it's good news it's a good it's oh did i one thing (laughs) yes uh one thing i do want to shout out really quick before we uh leave playstation updates is that they did and i feel like this might have already been posted like for a while or maybe just got reposted because we saw this when the playstation 5 
was first getting launched. Uh, but you can go to the PlayStation website and once again, put in your information to be on the waitlist to get a PS5 specifically for the holiday season. So if you're someone who hasn't um, ever given your information to PlayStation to get in line for a PS5 or you did and you're just maybe you're like, clearly they didn't get my name because they never called me up or something. Uh, definitely head over and do that. I think it's specific to the U.S. possibly, um, but check that out if you are looking to get in line virtually for APS. Get your name in the raffle to be called up to buy one potentially. Janet, it's time for PlayStation Picks. This is where we highlight a few of the cool looking games coming to PSN this week. Uh, we have one big hitter. It is the Dark Pictures Anthology House of Ashes. That's coming to PS5 and PS4 on Friday, October 22nd. And that is one that I completely forgot about. I feel like they've not done a good job of hyping that one up because that has snuck up on me. And I want to play it. I don't have the code yet, uh, but you know, hopefully I get it soon. I really do want to check that one out. Um, and so looking forward to that. Ashley Tisdale is in that too, which has me really excited because I love Ashley Tisdale. Shout out to High School Musical and Sweet Life. In terms of the actual PlayStation picks themselves, we, just, we got just one this week. Uh, a game called Ever Tried for PS5 and PS4. That's coming on Thursday, October 21st. Ever Tried is an isometric tactical roguelite where the player ascends a mysterious tower in the afterlife using their wits, strategy, and positioning in turn-based combat. Uh, make clever use of attacks, movement, skills, and hazard to clear floors of enemies and advance higher toward your destiny. Uh, this is one that, of course, I had a shout out. You know, it's a roguelite. And also, there's not much else coming out this week. And so I kind of had to dig in the bag for this one. But I do like the art style of it. Looks pretty cool. Looks pretty interesting. If you're a roguelite fan, I would implore you to uh, look into this one. You know, maybe look up, look up some reviews, see how people are liking it, and maybe give it a shot. Also, to quickly backtrack for a hot second with House of Ashes, if we don't end up getting codes for that, uh, maybe that'll be my first physical PS5 game. Oh, okay. That's a that's a that's a good one. A nice dark pictures anthology. Only game. thirty bucks. Yeah, let's uh, let's make some memory. Are you looking forward to that game? Yeah, absolutely. I have not thought really any of these games are particularly good. I wasn't even really a big fan of Until Dawn, which will clutch their pearls at. But I just thought it was really like cheesy, which I know was kind of the point. People were like it's camp. That's what. Mm, okay, um, but I'm all in. I love the genre. I'm just going down with the ship maybe maybe they'll turn around and come up with something really good and for what it's worth like i don't think the games are like actively bad they're just kind of middling um but i like making the choices and i always play them with my family so um i'm very excited to play this like genuinely yeah. i'm very impressed that they've committed committed to this for this long because the whole thing was you know dark pictures anthology is a series and it's going to go on for i forget how many games they said i want to say it was like six which is like a lot for year to year development. And, you know, the Man of Madon and Little Hope haven't been received as well as Until Dawn. Um, but I'm with you that I think they're a strong fine. You know, I I look forward to these games. Little Hope I had just beaten uh, about a month or so ago. And I liked that game fine. And um, I'm looking forward to playing this next one. I'm sort of similar to you where I, I like this these type of games. Even Erica, which came out years ago, um, was a game that by the time I finished it, I was like, this is a bad game, but I'd play it again. <laughs> like I, When it comes to these narrative, weird, like choose your own adventure games, there's something about them that I just think is so um, novel and just fun for the experience, regardless of their own quality, that I'm, I'm, I'm totally down for the ride. Um, and so, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to trying this one out. I always hope that they're better than what they end up being. And this is another one where I'm like, I hope this ends up good. I hope it's fun. I hope it's great. And I hope they, I hope they see an uptick of quality with these Dark Pictures Anthology games because Supermassive is a dope studio that, that we know can do dope work. And I want to see them get, uh, continue to do dope work. And so, yeah, like I'm, 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 I'm ready to check it out, but that's going to wait. Cause I think Guardians also comes out this week. 
And so, uh, actually, no, it doesn't come out this week because it's not on my list. Hold on. Let me look up when Guardians of the Galaxy comes out just to make sure. Yeah. You know, what's funny. I also didn't have it on my list because like nope, I, that comes out next I, week. I don't have any plans, I think, to play it unless unless everyone's like this is hot fire. Or, like you this is like a you can't miss out on this like type of game. Other than that, gotcha. I think I'm going to pass. Yeah. Guardians com- comes out next week. And so Dark Pictures Anthology does have the the space to kind of like be the game of the week. And so maybe that's going to be good for it. We shall see. Uh, but for now, Janet, what you been playing? I've just mostly been playing Metroid Dread. I'm trying to think of where I'm at in PlayStation Limbo. I'm going to I am going to finish Far Cry, <laughs> which I played a lot of that for the re- our review that we did on Gamescast. And I didn't finish it because it's really long. And after like literally right after recording, back to Far Cry and I poured in like another six or eight hours it feels like and I'm still not done but I'm gonna finish it um I just don't do know when I'm it? next do I th- what do you want to finish it because it sounds like yeah, it sounds like I need to finish it. a little bit <laughs> oh that is so so what like you know what I mean like I don't know maybe I feel like something that I've had to admit to myself quietly when you know in the when I when I sit with myself at the end of a day and I light my disgusting Baker family candle and I'm with my thoughts. I have to admit that I am about finishing games. I am almost as bad when it comes to finishing games as Greg is with trophies. I'm not quite that toxic because I won't like play a game that is bad just because it's short, just to say I finished it. But I really get a lot of satisfaction of ro- for rolling credits on a game. And I've, mm-hmm. I've liked it enough that I think, I've liked it enough and I've put enough time into it that I'm like, let's just see this through. And it's one of those things too, where I know that if I stop now and I don't come back, maybe I'll never come back. Like, I have games like that, too, where, like, oh, oh yeah. I'm at the final boss or I'm in the last section. Like, I don't want that to be this game. And I feel like I've poured in who knows how many hours at this point. It has to at least be 30, maybe more. I want I don't want to have spent 30 hours in Far Cry to not have finished it. Like, that just would be so bad. Like, I don't know. Dude, I couldn't deal with that reality. You're better than me because there are multiple games I can think of where I would get to the final boss and the final boss. It's always the thing of the final boss just has a big uh, difficulty uptick and it's like, all right, it's not worth it. I'm not finishing this game because I'm not going to suffer through this final boss. Uh, like I, that, I, I do that from time to time and it's always like that thing of I, I've grown to not care. If I'm not enjoying a thing, I'm like, I'm putting it away. But I also do respect the idea of, no, I got to finish this thing because I made it this far. I'm going to reach the end because there is a satisfaction, I think, in rolling, in rolling credits. After so I, that, I totally get that. After that, I think I'm gonna I think I'm gonna do something that's like light and fun. I think I'm gonna finally play Toem because I've had a code for that for a while. I just have not had time to play it. Um that's a pretty short game. I know Greg really liked it. I know a lot of people that really like that game. So I think that'll be a fun, chill time. Mm. Cause I, I've had like even though the fall, you know, this year is definitely not as crazy as like next year is shaping out to be, or other years have been, it's more of a down year in gaming. Which again is not to say that there's no good games out, it's just that it's less busy. Um, you know, it's no February 2022, but I've had like kind of a busy month. So I'm like, I think it'd be good to just kick back and like sort of just enjoy something chill. So I think that'll be next on my docket. And then I promise y'all I'm going to finish. I'm going to finish Ratchet and Clank. I know I'm going to do it. Please don't let me get to the end of this year not having finished this game. Like, I really want to finish it. But because I want to I want to I got to see where it lands on my top 10 or if it's on my top 10. Just admit to yourself you don't like Ratchet and Clank. Rift apart. Just admit it to yourself. But it's not as fun. If I can't like talk, like I want to be able, I want to be able to talk, talk about it. <laughs> yes. Uh, well, yeah. Yes and no. I mean, part of the job is 
getting the information to make the assessments like how can i talk about what i want from the next game if i didn't already fit i mean not that you can't like have those conversations without having played everything but i would like i would like to be the person that finished it i'm starting to realize maybe i'm not that person y'all listening probably already know i'm not that person i have not yet accepted that i'm not that person so that's where i'm at that's my existential crisis what are you playing (laughs) uh i'm in a similar place as you where i've been spending all of my time with metroid dread i just beat metroid dread yesterday though and so i'm i'm I'm, i can now look to the future but uh that's been taking the bulk of my gaming time and then pt i played through um for a kind of funny stream a couple nights ago uh you can catch that on youtube.com slash kind of funny plays but it was my first time actually making it to the end of pt where you roll the (laughs) Uh, you don't roll credits, but you watch like the cutscene with Norman Reedus for the reveal of Silent Hills and all these, all those things. I remember playing. I've played PT multiple times, but I never hit that point just because I never wanted to use a guide, and I always try to beat it by myself. That game impossible to beat without a guide. Let me tell you. Like we, during the stream, chat had to help us out, and the things that chat were saying of like, all right, you got to look at this picture, then you got to look at the phone, then you got to look at um the the radio, and then you got to say Lisa into your microphone, and I'm like the fuck <laughs> why why what the fuck is wrong with kojima why would he make me do these things but uh actually doing that and actually finishing it was such a fun uh novel time reminded me of how crazy it was when that first came out right like that was such a special thing and i had to describe it to uh mike and kevin who were playing it with me at the time and go like hey man this was you gotta remember this is hideo kojima this is in the lead up to mgs5 this is they dropped this as a random game from a random studio during gamescom or some shit and nobody knew what this thing was for like a day and people were playing through this thing working together to figure out how do you solve pt how do you like get through this game and imagine being that first person who finished it and watch a trailer that was hideo kojima partnering with guillermo del toro uh for uh with and starring norman reedus in a game called silent hills and it's like what the fuck like that is a that is a big moment that i feel like we kind of forget about a little bit just because you know it's been so long now but playing pt again reminded me of how wild and special that was and so yeah I had i've never played it returning to it Oh, it's such a it's such a good horror game. Even though I would I, love know, to, I would love to play it someday. Do you have it on a, on a PS4? Mm-mm. So it's like, mm. yeah. I can. Do you want me to mail you my PS4? I don't. May, you know, maybe. Oh, it's kind of got. Are you paying for shipping both ways? <laughs> Am I paying for shipping? Are you paying for shipping, Janet? Can <laughs> it's kind of funny pay for shipping both ways? I am. I mean, probably not in this case. I feel like. I feel like. I feel like. I Maybe can't, I can. Um. You know what? I'll probably be in San Francisco at some point to see Dude. y'all. So I feel like that's when I could. Unless, but then I don't know if I want that burden. It. it to come to when you come whenever you come to visit uh, uh, San Francisco, we find a solid two hours to play PT. I think we can make we can make that work. Yeah. All right. Let's do that. Deal. Because yeah, it's, I think it's one worth playing. It's a really fun one. I know a lot of people are like, oh, it's a demo. Oh, it's not like you know, it's. It's a teaser. It's not a real game, but I do think PT is special enough as an experience that, like, I play plenty of games that are an hour or two long, right? PT is no different from that, and it's also a, a finished, contained experience. And I think it's also a special moment of a, a of like video game history. And so, yeah, I think anybody should ch- should should check out PT for that. But Janet, that's it for what we've been playing. It's time for our next segment, building the list. That's right. It's our segment where we go through. Uh, we're making a list of a hundred indie playstation games uh talking about the games that are either hidden gems to us or games that we think are essential playstation must play games uh i i bring a game and janet brings a game the audience brings a game i'm gonna start off with you janet what game did you bring for building the list i was like i swapped out my choice like last second because when i was rereading like what this is it's like oh a must play i was like "Mm, maybe this other one's not a must play so i put in one that i knew for sure 
play that I absolutely love. One of my favorite games of all time, uh, What Remains of Edith Finch. Um, this is like, again, one of my favorite games ever. It is a story game and it's a story game that's so good that I feel like you should play it even if you're someone that doesn't normally play story games. Like, I think it's that powerful. Um, it very much is it's a walking simulator but it sort of brings in these elements of magical realism to how it goes about telling its story so it is part you doing the classic thing of like you're walking around thing with like objects or moving through a room or something some like very very light like environmental puzzle solving in the sense of like you're looking for how to get to maybe a next area in the house but then you're sort of filling out this what's essentially kind of a diary storybook situation where you're remembering these tales of family members and the sort of running theme is that everyone has like died in some way. And there's like maybe this kind of curse within your family going on, or there's like something there and you're remembering a little bit of their lives and how they passed away. And there, sometimes you'll like get through a story and it's like, well, how real was that? Is that actually how it happened? Or is this an exaggeration? A rumor, you know, is this a dramatization of it? Um, and it just kind of follows that line, you know, again, without giving like more away for, for where the plot ends up going. But it's, it's really beautiful, really special. And then shout out to being on a swing in that game. Like you can, it's first person and your character like goes on a swing at one point. And it, it's like the, I, I am blown away every time playing that section where I'm like, how do they capture the feeling of actually experiencing that in real life? Like it's, mm. it sounds like a small thing, but it's like a really nice, impressive detail to me um, within that game. And again, really beautiful really moving story really surprising and got red chang um just one of my favorites ever what remains of edith finch please yeah. go play it if you have not already i totally agree what remains of edith finch is super dope and i believe that is an annapurna interactive game because i have i think i have that in my annapurna like collection pack i'm looking at I it think right they now did yeah they probably did publish it uh developed Are by giant sparrow yeah oh you know what yeah it is annapurna then if it's giant sparrow yeah mm -hmm. um yeah, yeah, like, annapurna, yeah yeah and like i think it is such a good when you talk about walking sims right i think the first game that comes to mind is gone home usually because that was my first walking sim and i think what remains feels like a Same. good evolution on oh this is the next step like it feels like gone home but with a lot more uh like different creative elements thrown in there to really like make the the story feel expansive and shine even even uh more right like off the stepping stone is something like gone home and so i love it for that too jana i'm gonna ask you to do me a favor your microphone keeps doing the thing where it cuts out if you can try to leave and come back again and see if that fixes it fixes it sure. as you do that i'll talk about my my game that i'm uh, introducing to the list which is uh disco elysium final cut which i played earlier this year of course the final cut came out on ps4 four and five uh uh early 2021 and i fell in love with that game i i think the game is totally uh uh, uh incredible i think the the narrative aspects of it specifically like to to back up a bit right like it's a crpg classic rpg top down you are pointing and clicking and going through all these dialogue trees and all these things the the way that the game commits into being what it is and being a game that is 98 percent dialogue focused and driven and really like going all the way in terms of explore, exploring not only different characters, but exploring the inner workings of your character's mind is unlike anything I've experienced in a video game. I think it is so creative and so uh, well done and well written. And reading reading and listening to the dialogue feels like I'm listening to uh, poetry. It feels like I'm listening to prose in the way that it, that it is written. And it is a, uh, it took me like 30 hours to beat. And throughout that whole course of the game, the game feels written like it is a pristine poem. And I totally love the game for that, and uh, let alone its moments. And um, a lot of the ways that it tackles uh, characterization and its politics of the world and how it goes about laying out this world, which is different from the real world, but similar in a lot of elements, especially when you talk about 
um, the social aspects and the in the political aspects of the game. I think all that stuff is handled so beautifully, and it is such a great detective story. Um, and so, Disco Elysium again, my um, submission for building the list. Of course, you can find it at patreon.com slash kind of funny games where you can get in your submission, just like Tom Blackburn did. Uh, Tom writes in and says, Deadlight. Uh, the game is a straightforward side-scrolling action platformer with zombies from Tequila Works. I picked Deadlight up, uh, or no, I picked Deadlight because it is a great first step into indie uh, indie games for people who are put off by other indie games. There's no pixelated art styles or kooky humor uh, or meta commentaries. It's just like a AAA zombie game that's so unfolded down to a 2.5D side scroller. It has the Sony first-party feel with an emotional and dark story too. Uh, Deadlight is one that I hadn't heard of until it was submitted and I looked it up and I was like, this game looks cool. It's a really cool looking uh, zombie game. And so thank you for your submission, Tom. That is eight submissions right now um, out of the 100 we're going for. Right now, our list looks like Superliminal, The Witness, A Short Hike, Undertale, Moonlighter, What Remains of the Finch, Disco Elysium, The Final Cut, and Deadlight. Janet, before we go, we have one more segment we're going to do. Hashtag PS I love photo mode. Uh, a few weeks ago, I put out the call for you guys to submit your photo modes of Kana Bridge of Spirits. Uh, I have a couple of runner-ups and a winner. I'm going to start off with the first runner-up, which comes from at I'm Roy Yank uh, on Twitter, who submits submits theirs. And it is a really cool. And Roger, if you're able to pull, pull these up, that'd be fantastic. Um, it's a picture of the, I forget what this one's called. Is, the, is it the Hunter? Janet, do you remember what this boss is called? Um, well, I'm looking at it now. Um, that sounds right. It's either the hunter or another one. There's definitely like this is in that trio of bosses that have kind of like a there's there's like maybe a it's name not the hunter because it, I feel like I where there's the oh isn't that this is this the one boss that happened to be like over really quick and was weirdly easy because it's outside like yes. that little temple. Yes. Yeah. Anyway, I don't know their name, but yes, this, <laughs> if you this is if you know, you know. If you know, you know, it might be the warrior, but it was one of the boss fights that I really enjoyed out of the game. And there's, they have a really good shot of uh, the boss here, right? Standing face to face with the camera, holding the weapon to the side and the purple glow off the weapon. I think is super cool. Really cool shot of the uh, the boss in the spirit. Uh, next runner up comes from Speedy99, um, who has a really cool shot of Kana in front of like a kind of a sepia tone orange-ish uh background she's facing toward it and it's like a good um like a sh like a shadow silhouette shot everything in the foreground is shadowed out uh, meanwhile the background uh is really bright um and i believe that is like the is that the top of the mountain that's like shooting out light i can't tell in the way that it's positioned but either way it's a really beautiful looking photo uh really good screenshot last one we got uh uh is from i have way too many tabs open i'm like searching all my tabs to find the ps lovey last last one is from justin h who submits theirs and it is a um uh like a portrait shot which i love you always know i love nice vertical moment yeah a nice nice vertical shot it is kana uh, again looking toward the horizon and you see like a lot of trees in the background you see the sun shining you see the sky clear skies and the way that the sunlight peers through the trees and peers through the shot is really good and like kina in the foreground is blurred out a, a little bit to give um a focus onto the background uh, and specifically the trees and it is a it is a gorgeous shot uh it is a gorgeous shot shout out to justin h you are the winner for this week's ps love hashtag ps love photo mode uh, absolutely love this one. Janet, what is your pick for hashtag PSLF photo mode this week? Yeah, I was trying to think of like what 
what people would be playing around this time. And I'm going to go with Death Stranding Director's Cut, which came out not too long ago. Uh, it doesn't need to be the Director's Cut, like if you didn't get that version, but maybe just Death Stranding in general. Um, bonus points if it's from the Director's Cut sections. Um, what's funny, though, too, about this is I am now realizing, and I realized this a few days ago, that I kept saying like, oh, I can't wait for this to come out because then I'm finally going to play it. I have not played this game yet. Dude, that is everybody. <laughs> I, I feel like everybody had that moment where they were like, oh, let's fucking go. Death Stranding Director's Cut. Nobody touched it. <laughs> At least yeah, in, my, so, in my circles. I know people touched it, but like, I feel like so many people didn't, including me. Bonus, <laughs> bonus points if you add like completely unrelated to the Death Stranding screenshot. Just something that you've recently realized is a moment where you disappointed yourself with gaming. <laughs> I just add that in there for no reason because that's where I'm at right now with this with this growing backlog. Uh, but yeah, give me that Death Stranding uh, screenshots. Hell yeah. Before we go, Janet, where can people find your work? Well, you can follow me across the internet under the handle Game Onysus. That's Game O-N-Y-S-U-S on Twitter, Twitch, TikTok, uh, YouTube, everywhere. Hell yeah. Uh, get that hashtag PS Love photo mode in for Death Stranding Director's Cut. Remember, this has been uh, PS Love You XOXO, your PlayStation podcast. Each and every week, we join you to talk about the hottest topics in PlayStation. We've got a Patreon post show for those that are subbed at the silver level of patreon.com slash kind of funny games. So stick around for that. Otherwise, until next time, it's been our pleasure to serve you. <laughs>